3: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to CORE. This is CORE talking video games and doing it on Thursday, September 7th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. And uh, that's exactly what we do. We take the big news. We take the big stuff. uh, We also take the little things. We have, you know, differences of opinion. Oh, good news, everyone. You're going to love today's show if you like differences of opinion. All right going to be a banger for you people just keep in mind i'm
1: just going to say it now to you both keep the fight clean i'd like (laughs) us to still have a friendship by the time we reach the end of this episode so
3: i think there's no there's no chance above the belt no chance uh, of any irreparable harm uh will be done in today's discussion i don't think this is just dragon beef 2.0 really which is a pretty harmless exercise uh in the past
1: but i don't think it's important you guys were were popping off on discord (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like yesterday or the day before
3: yeah that was fun what's fun about it was kyle got to be the impetus for it he he unwittingly became the guy that walked out and goes so
0: <laughs> controversial
3: question and then john and i were like ber, 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 back and forth it was amazing <laughs> it <laughs> poor was kyle yep really really, g- really like what have
0: him. i done <laughs>
3: Uh, we'll get into all that a little bit later. I got to tell you guys about this cool thing I did. So, uh, oh, I forgot to send it to the show. So I just took pictures of it so I could prove uh, what I'm doing. Um, not prove, just need to see it. To, yeah, to prove it. Pixar
0: didn't happen, Scott.
3: Um, it's. Uh, remember when people used to say that? I did. I think some still say it. I think it's still a thing uh, where people say that or they'll say, prove it you can't. I get that a lot. Uh, well, yeah,
0: but that's a that's a TMS reference. Right? It is.
3: Um, yeah, I originally, well, originally someone did say it. They sent me a thing that said, "Prove it, you can't without any uh, punctuation or p- commas or anything." And all I, all never I ever
1: hear is people are goats and they have W's and L's. There
3: you go, W's and L's. That's the hot. That's all I hear nowadays. Yeah, that's yeah. what everybody's into. So I'm going to share two pictures of with the chat room and with you guys. Uh, this, uh, whoops. So I've been playing. oh that's not it sorry i'm screwing this up bad okay there we go that is my series x sitting on my side table of my bed and you might say scott why did you lug that in there why is that on the side table
2: (laughs) it's
1: really hot thrilled yeah
3: about this move she was she was like no wait a minute why is that coming in here she literally those were her words why is that coming in here she says and i says i say uh, because I, say. I said, cause I don't want to not be with, you. I, w- I don't want to be downstairs in my cave all night playing this game. I can't stop playing. And she's like, well, I, I don't
0: want to be away from you, Kim. So the Xbox has to move in with us. It has to be there.
3: It's exactly the right. Third wheel. Now, well, here's the interesting bit. So that part you're, you're like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> but here we see, uh, this, this display I bought for just having as a secondary display and taking on the road with me. It's like, a All it is is a nice LCD uh, 1080p 17-inch, I think, display that you can USB-C into or HDMI or whatever you're using. So it'll work with a notebook or a phone or a tablet or whatever. You just use it. But they also advertise them as working really well with um, consoles and stuff. So PS5s and Xboxes and all that, Switch. And I thought uh, I was already getting one of these in to uh, review and test for Play Retro. So I was like, well, let's see how this goes. So... As you can see, I've got my Series S or Series X controller. I've got all my schmear hooked up to the screen. As you saw, the previous photo was just sitting over there just to the right of me uh, on the bed. That's the actual bed. I didn't show it here, but I have it propped up on like two pillows. It's not a prop bed. No, I wish. Oh, if it was a recliner type. (laughs) What are those called? Like the posturpedic ones? I wish it was that. It's not that, though. That'd actually be really awesome. It would be. be Um, And so I sat there. Well, last night is a good. I've done it twice now, but last night I sat there until, oh my gosh, you guys, like real comfy, till by 2 a.m. or something. Oh my, these playing are bow hours. Yep, bow hours playing Starfield like this, and it was great. I have headphones; you can see those plugged into the controller. But I had headphones, so super immersive. You know, the screen's just kind of right there. It was like having a big screen. Uh, it was glorious. And I loved it. Yeah. So I'm admitting to this. Well, that weirdness.
1: thing is just a portable screen that props up. All and yeah. Nice.
3: If you looked yeah, at it, you cool. might go, "Oh, that's a notebook," or "Oh, that's a tablet." But it's it's just it a definitely display. looks like a Surface. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, oh yeah. You know what? It's a lot like the Surface in that that the case it comes with is like that kind of stand up. Um, it converts to a, like a little kickstand. Yeah. I have one for work. They're real. They kind of suck processing-wise, but they're nice and portable. Holy
1: shit. Now, if
0: only Microsoft made a peripheral that was basically an Xbox (laughs) controller with a screen in the middle, (laughs) and for about $200, Scott could just go upstairs and hold that in his hand, and he could keep the Xbox plugged in downstairs, mind you. The irony was not uh,
3: lost on me, John. Everything you're saying was not (laughs) lost on me. I got all this set up, and I went, this is so cool, and then my brain went... Uh, this is basically the PlayStation portal and you shit all over that when that got talked about two
2: weeks
1: ago. Yeah, and you have like a perfect use case for it. I'd like to be close to my loved one, but also yep.
3: play the game. And yeah. and now some of you at home are saying, well, Scott, why don't you just fire up the Steam Deck and play uh, the cloud version of the game? Um, That's a good way to play. It's fine. Works great. I have tried it. It's great. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that I was presented with this opportunity to have 17 inches. So that was a big part of it. And then- Scott will
0: never turn down 17 <laughs> inches. <laughs> no, ever.
3: Why would you? I mean, it's a generous offering, right? So know, it's the game- more,
1: you want more real estate. The game's pretty, and the, and the Steam Deck, as great as it is, is a small screen.
3: Yeah, that's, so, that's, yeah, that is basically it. And so for me...
1: And you have the full processing power of the Series S, X. not the Steam Deck. And, you know, uh, if... You- Console boys are to be believed. Series S is the most powerful console of them all.
3: X, you mean, not S. S is the wimpy X, one. Yes, yeah. pardon me. Sorry. Not wimpy, Chocolate. but it's the one that'll only do 1440p. Here's the thing, though. I have someone else sending me uh, their S because they have an extra for some reason. They don't want to. They just want to send it to me. Oh, you. wow. So when that gets hey, here.
0: Uh, we found this extra S. You want it? Yeah,
3: so I'm going to. It fell off the back of a truck. I'm going to put that in the place of this because it's smaller footprint for that bedroom setup. And then the S or the X will come back down here where it belongs. And then my PC will be where I'm, you know, doing all the PC stuff. And I also can capture from the X, but I have this option upstairs. See, and it'll run yeah. great. So anyway, it's a dumb thing. I know there are other ways to do this. I assume the steam version of the game probably just straight up uses the steam deck, like natively. I don't know. Cause I haven't tried. I don't own it there. Um, but the streaming version of it was fine. There's other ways to do this, but I do admit there was a moment there where I went, okay, PlayStation portal. I think I kind of get it now, you know, like 200 bucks yeah. is a lot, but is it, it's not that much.
0: When you want to spend quality time with your wife, with <laughs> headphones on immersed in a role-playing game, and, but and be- wrapped up in 500 wires, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the worst
3: part about it is it's, a power cable to the display, a power cable to the, to the switch or to the, um, series X, um, headphone cable from the, from the, uh, the remote or from the <laughs> controller. And then <laughs> HDMI is a little shorter. So I'm kind of squeezed a little bit. So it's not optimal. It felt very Mad Max kind of was thrown together,
0: but I oh. just can't stop. And I know I'm sure this is not how it happened, but in my head Canon, I can't stop picturing Scott being like Kim. We're going to have a lot more quality time together. <laughs> He's got the Xbox under one arm and a screen under another. This is going to be great. We're going to be spending so much more time together. She's just watching him hook up wires, set yeah. up she, screens. She really did.
3: I caught, I saw her roll her eyes. She was like, oh, boy. She was I'm like, well, I got to review this. I may as well do it in here. And she goes, that's fine. That's okay. And she kept watching Suits on Netflix
0: Oh, my oh. gosh. My wife also watches Suits, and I well, hate it. I don't like I it. I hate well. Suits so much. It
1: sucks. The pendulum of sympathy has fully swung back <laughs> over.
0: I am I'm I'm back I'm... on board, Scott. If <laughs> oh. I had to watch Suits, I'd have three Xboxes in the bedroom. Holy shit. Yeah, this show,
3: show, it shows really, it's a network. Originally, it was a network show started in 2011. It's now on streaming. So the last season or two have swears and it. I promise you, it makes it no better. Um, it (laughs) is, it's got the stink of network television on it. It just has, it's one of those shows and that's fine for people who like this stuff, more power to you. My wife's one of you. She loves, she loves this kind of crap. And so she watched that while I saved the universe. It was a pretty good trade.
0: You know what? I take back every snarky comment I made. Oh, my gosh. Geez. That's all you had to say, man. One like, guy, the there. one guy who kind of looks like a rat, and I know that's a mean thing to say, but you know exactly what know I'm talking who about mean. when I say it.
3: I know who you mean. Yeah. He,
0: every time he talks, he sounds like he's ADR'd by another actor.
3: Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know, how... know
0: why that is.
3: You know why? It's the he's, weirdest thing. Not to bring up the Star Wars stuff again, but you know those, those guys with big tusks in the front of their face? Uh he doesn't like you. I don't like you either. The but the one that couldn't oh, talk yeah, himself, yeah. Whenever those guys talk, they go that's how what I expect that guy to talk like normally. But instead it feels like they voice or they put ADR on top of him. He is a weird looking yeah, dude. He's really weird. Yeah, he's really weird. But that show sucks really and weird. nobody should watch I'm,
0: it. You know, not no shade. People look like things. I look like a toe sometimes. It's fine. But yeah. like it's you know, just it's a. I don't like that show at all, and there's nobody likable on that show. From the little bits and pieces I've seen, everybody kind of seems like a d bag.
3: Even Zoe from um, uh, uh, Firefly, who's in it, uh, uh, Torres. Uh, what's her name? Angela, Gina Torres. Gina Torres. Torres yeah. She plays. She owns this law firm, and I like her in everything. But she. This is not. She should be. This isn't good.
0: It's bad. And she's- we need to do more stories like this because I just see Bo and like, oh, thank God I'm single. I don't have to deal I mean, with suits in my life. It's, it's
1: just stuff like this that makes it really hard to click the download button on Tinder or anything like. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm about. I, I'm feeling lonely. I'm single. Let's like try to fix this. And then I think about all the times I had to watch. So you think you can dance? Oh. And uh, oh. Dancing with the Stars. Oh. And you know I'm like, you know. i I don't that's a choice (laughs) like like for me that's a choice i don't have to choose this shit. no no (laughs) like and it's not that like 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 uh, someone silver Wisp says as the wife i'd be the one more likely to set up a console in bed and chat room i love that those people are out there chances are you know you're not gonna i don't know i've had bad luck meeting somebody who shares my uh you know yeah and that's okay. You are out, out there. She's out there. There's still your good friends. You can have different interests. It's all good. But I'm just like, I know for sure. It's, I just, the odds are against me.
3: Bo's perfect. Match never tell is me, out me the there. odds. She's out there right now, chomping on a pepperoni stick and uh, <laughs> just waiting to find you, dude. I can just, I feel it. I feel it in my heart and my bones. She's out there.
1: Mm, you never know. You never know. Yeah.
3: If, if I meet a woman who's like, uh,
1: you know, I love nothing better than to use my MetaQuest to watch television, I'll be like, sweet. <laughs>
3: That I love. I love the idea of a couple. That's the compromise. But it would be yeah. the other person's going to watch. I don't know. I'm rewatching It'll be me Rebels. and her
1: on our porch, both the headsets on. The neighbor's like, hey, guys. And we're like, did someone say something? I don't know. Anyway,
3: you know, that's sign me up for this future. I think yeah. it sounds great. Yeah. I'll come visit. Um, well, anyway, that's what I did. I felt like a huge nerd, and I liked it. It was fun. And I'm going to do it again tonight when the show's over. I'm going to bed, propping myself up, and playing video games this way for a while. I like it. It's fun. Okay, that's all I'm saying about that. I'm not saying it's convenient. And and at four or five in the morning, I uh, rolled over and smacked the Series X, and it almost toppled over. So that was fun. So I got to figure that out. It's a little too prox- proximous to where I sleep. But anyway, more on that.
1: I, how, I, I i want an update next week to see how this has developed.
3: Okay, I'll let you know. Yeah.
1: Hopefully the S yeah, will are, be you, here. are you going to bring more stuff? Probably are less. Gonna- if
3: I can, less. You know, I will ask you guys this. This is interesting. So I took a picture of myself um, playing the game last night, put it on Twitter and just said, hey, I'm playing this game. But here's the problem. I took a picture of my hand. Uh, John knows about this. because He said something in our in our discord. Um, I'll give it to you again. Uh, Where did it go? Crap. Uh, I know I saved it. Didn't I? Uh, I did. Okay, so let me put this up here. Why is my hand? Looks so big. I don't have is huge hands. Why
1: does my hand look so big? Yeah, why? Why is my
3: hand look so big? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so bi- sound like I'm a bad translated video game. Hold on, I'll put it in here so you guys can see it again. Have it fresh in your memory. There, there's something. There's some magic lens business happening here because my hand's not this big. Uh, I hate to say it to you, When when we finally met in person
1: at Nerd, the last Nerdtacular. Yeah, I got. I was shocked at how big of a man you are. <laughs> like like, i didn't expect you like and i don't mean fat i mean like you're actually like a basketball or football player like you don't carry yourself that way yeah but when i saw just like you're tall um muscular like just like thick but in the good way not fat way you know just like you have a you are a full ass grown man and (laughs) if you had a you know if you were like in the military you would just like own everything like you're you're a big dude. So it doesn't shock me that your your hand is also big on this controller.
3: It just seems inordinately large and also I've had I hear this a lot. I walk into a room, people are intimidated. I never feel intimidating. My entire life,
1: like you look like a skinny guy right now on the camera. Like I see your arms up, and I'm like, you know, you look, look like a thin. I like video games nerd. If you saw him in real life, you'd be like, holy shit! Like this guy's
2: <laughs> it's the
3: height, dude, six three. He's got a good tall. frame
1: of, for a human being, and, and I know I.
3: Everyone's calling me beta
1: now, in the chat room. But like I'm like, I'm like oh. Well, you oh, guys, you
3: guys should like, see. It. You should see this view. The vision that the that this visual is. You go to BlizzCon. You got six-foot-three Lerp, me in the middle. You got uh, Bo and John on either side. We look like someone tried to make a penis. You got two, these two testicles down here, and you got this <laughs> shaft Thanks right in the middle. Thanks for making <laughs> <us> testicles,
2: <Scott. laughs>
3: Well, I don't know. Is that worse than being the, the big wiener I'm, shaft? I'm the hairy
1: testicle, and you're the bald testicle? Nobody <laughs> wants to be the testicle. That's <laughs> well, where all the juice is.
0: It's, it's not
1: terrible. Nobody wants to be the testicle is a
3: great is a great thing to say out loud. Like I'll that. be I'll be in your testicle. All right.
1: We
0: literally do have a picture though of us standing together where we look like the like signal strength on a cell phone. We That's do.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like full full signal strength cell phone image stacked up.
0: I'm super short. I'm five four. Yeah. Scott, you're what six S- three six, six three, three and a half something?
3: six three and a half almost six four. Yeah.
0: Bo, where are you? You're I am five eleven. Yeah. He's average. So yeah. (laughs) Like we're just right in the we're just he's right in the middle. And
3: and I never feel like the tall guy anywhere I go until someone points it out. I'm like, oh shit, I am the tallest person in here. I don't like it. I don't like the feeling. I don't like the I don't like the eyeballs on it. I don't I don't Mm -hmm. enjoy that. I never have. So what Bo sees is oh big fella. I go,
1: what? Hell, are you? Yeah, I know. About? It's, we're all, it's all relative to scale, like, you know, but I just, I, my impression of you having watched and listened to you for years, even before we did a show together, was sure, just, you were probably my size. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's, not, he's in a different, he's a different <laughs> class of humanoid. <laughs> like, yeah. in, in the character creator,
3: he's a different, like, preset, uh, series. That's of right. Body type. You got to like, crank yeah. up that slider to on the yeah. height slider
0: how i feel about all my friends i don't know why i only became friends with tall people it's kind of lame like i am short so i'm used to being shorter than most people but like as soon as i'm hanging out with you garrett yeah. kyle yeah. ben like literally everybody i know bo is like the shortest friend i have at five eleven.
3: yeah oh wow yeah even ben like, a tall guy like um trying yeah. to think who else yeah you are kind of you are attra- you're attracted to the to the height. I don't know. I can't explain
0: Is why I'm happy when Kyle brings Kristen to things, because finally there's somebody that understands. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Kristen Kyle, and I know.
3: Kyle has to hang
0: out with all you tall people.
3: He has to duck for everything. Kyle's Kyle's a lot like me in that way. Everything's too tall. But uh, yeah, Kristen's normal. Is it public what they told us yet? You know? It
0: is official as of they did their show today. I, okay. heard, I heard Kyle say it on the show today. So. Number
3: number three kid coming. That is some fast, that is a fast builder, fast family building. They put, you know, when you play city builders and you turn the, the time slider up like three pluses, that's what they did on the family build. Just wham,
0: wham, wham. Three of them. Boom.
3: And I love it. Love to see it. And congratulations to them. That's the point. Not to compare them to a video game. All right.
0: I mean, it's fine. I did a cheat code, got two.
3: Yeah, see, nicely done.
0: <laughs> then you know, actually, I was gonna say ground <laughs> for the third, but I don't know. I don't know if that analogy's gonna do anything good for me, uh, maybe especially not. if my wife hears this. So, yeah, uh, uh,
3: maybe not. But I like it anyway. All right, we're gonna we're gonna actually talk about some video game stuff. We're gonna talk about a weird thing, and uh, it's part of our main topic. So let's get there all right so this is i don't know how to feel about this john and i kind of said this pre-show i don't know how to feel so now we're going to suss out how we feel diablo 4 is claiming uh through interviews with rod ferguson annual expansions all right now we're all in a weird place with diablo i think a little bit uh we enjoyed the campaign i did anyway um i did i think we all did we all enjoyed the campaign uh, Bo enjoyed a lot of hours of, of being <laughs> in the top. <laughs> played a lot, of, a lot that game. of the
0: campaign. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. played a
3: lot of video game there. and a bit much, really. Yeah, but, it's yeah. a lot. Um, but the idea, like if you would have come to me before any of, well, before launch of the game even, and said, by the way, I, I kind of really wish they would have done this. I wish they would have said, our plans are, Seasons are going to be fun and cool, and you're going to want to participate in them. And it's a lot like what we did with three, but you know, we're going to build a few things out, and you know, it'll some of those things will improve. But but basically, we're giving you seasons in the way you think of them traditionally. You build a new character, and you unlock new stuff for that month or for that uh, that season. And then the other plan we're going to have is is kind of revolutionary for an action RPG, and that is that we're planning annual um, expansions for this game. I think that would have made me feel better about the state of of what Diablo 4's end game is, which to me has has been a little disappointing. Because to me, I was hoping—I think a lot of players are hoping this—we were all hoping that the game was going to be more MMO-ish in terms of, you know, story and expansion and and that sort of thing. And I think saying annual expansions, which implies implies a lot, assuming they mean things like new character or you know a new class um and all that that entails uh, a new uh, chunk of land and a whole bunch of new story each time this happens on a yearly basis that's kind of exciting to me like i hear that and go oh well that's a thing i could support i would want to be around for and i don't know why they held this so close to the chest or maybe this is a recent decision in light of you know they kind of peaked real quick and then and dropped so maybe they had to do something like this. I don't know. I don't want to get conspiratorial, but I'd think we should talk about how what we think of this. So Bo is the person with the most hours in this game. Do you what's your reaction to hear that you could get annual expansions out of Diablo 4? Um it's a nice change
1: from what would happen with Diablo 3. So I was a big fan of Diablo 4. I gave it a 10. <laughs> right. yep, 10 10. Before it was out. Yep. <laughs> just give it a ten. Mm-hmm. Um no, but I enjoyed the game. I you know I think Endgame was not it's not perfect. So if they want to keep working on it, I don't know. I think this is a good thing. I just feel overall favorable. I think it's the comparison to Destiny, right? This is has have they confirmed full price for
3: no, the I, expansion? They, they haven't, but I would have to assume we're talking
1: So let's assume 49. Destiny 2
3: model, full price.
1: Yeah. Um Destiny 2 has always been I guess the way I think of games is like if I really like a game and they're going to give me awesome content every year and it's going to cost me full price, well, I'm probably spending a lot of hours in it and I don't mind. You know, 80 bucks a year is not a big deal in the scheme of things. Like if you earn 50,000 a year or even 40, 80 bucks for your favorite video game, great. Right. But the problem is like Destiny 2, I'm like, it's okay. So that leaves me pretty much deciding on to stay on the outside as a consumer. If it's not a game you're really into. Right. So So I think that's how I would frame it. Like, I really like Diablo. I think I'm unless they really shit the bed with what they put out. I'm probably in to spend the money every year on the game.
3: Yeah, you know? and if they promise and, you, and again they haven't said these details, but if they said to you, "Hey, Bo, also brand new class every time, like a traditional expansion, yeah. like like uh, Reaper
1: brand Souls, brand new class,
3: or right. more campaign content, flesh out that journey to 100
1: with even more shit to do later, or something." Yeah, they're probably also going to work on balance and putting more activities. I assume. As well, mm-hmm. just looking at how Hearthstone is being treated, there's like 15 game modes, lots of different stuff. If you love Hearthstone, you have an embarrassment of riches at your fingertips, you know? And it's great. I wish they would have done that with Diablo 3, you know? Like So that's good. I think... You know, because there's going to be a new pack there will be um, controversies every year um, in the ARPG community because there's the whole Path of Exile versus Diablo yeah. dynamic that just the gaming press makes money off of. So that's not going to go anywhere.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. No matter no matter what happens, like it's just it's going to be a conversation guaranteed. Um. But you know, they both exist as uh, Pepsi and Coke. You can have them both and just be happy with it. And I think. Well, I think the people who play Diablo would be happy to play Path of Exile. I was, I was just watching tangentially a video about Starfield. We'll get into it later, but you know, and just uh, there was someone that they're trying to fire who works for Sony out there publicly saying they like an Xbox game. And you know,
2: like oh, I think there's
1: a yeah. world where like people, you know, there's a lineup here. So we'll talk about it later, bring it up later. But there's a, I think like I was watching the Grinding Gears presentation and one of the devs, like, you know, how. Before transition, you might get a quick joke in. Like I do, we do, John and I both do it here sometimes too when you transition. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, we'll say like uh, Twi'leks are hot (laughs) before you transition or something. (laughs) and And like, you know, just to get it. And like one guy was like D4's ass or something like that or F Blizzard or whatever. Like their whole brand identity. Yeah. I wouldn't, probably not the C suite at Grinding Gear games, maybe behind closed doors, but they probably don't want to be that public about being shitty. But definitely, it feels like the culture of the player base. And the team there is like F
3: Blizzard. Yeah. A spike game.
1: I'm in a bit of a rabbit hole here, but all that to say that, like, I think that controversy is going to come up where I kind of look at it as, like, we have two great ARPGs, two different business models. That's just fine. Like, it's just great. So, uh, you know, I'm more likely to play Diablo than Path of Exile because Diablo has damage numbers. Yeah, they do. But that could change if Path of Exile 2 decides to do damage numbers, but I don't think they will because they believe in no damage numbers.
3: So... Hey, yeah, you know what else has damage games, numbers? I guess,
1: like, I, I guess I picked the side in this yeah, battle. You
3: have you picked your your poison, but did you know that Starfield has uh, has flying damage numbers? Did you know that about Starfield? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm aware Starfield has damage numbers. Okay. I was appreciative
1: and I turned it on. Okay, um, but um, the but all that to say is like, yeah, I think I think I, I like Diablo enough. I think there's just lots of other games. I don't think there's anything Blizzard could have done to keep me away from Baldur's Gate three. And certainly I was definitely burnt out on the game because I just played it. Oh, yeah. I played it a stupid amount, like a like a life-endangering amount. So, you know, I, I think after a year, if they had cool content, nice cinematic, like it depends what they release. Yeah. We don't know. But um, giving them the benefit of the doubt, if it's as awesome as what we got at launch, but more, like, yeah. They they're gonna have my eighty to one hundred twenty dollars depending on if I want to buy early access. Yeah. If they put another statue out for me to race, <laughs> then I'll buy early access. But you know, Starfield didn't put out no statue, so no early access. No early access
3: game. for Bo. Yeah, yeah, forget that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. So, John, do you uh, where do you land on this?
0: Uh, I would say probably cautiously optimistic. I mean, my biggest criticisms of Diablo Four are. Um, you know basically not enough i feel i think it feels very content light um i don't think seasons add enough uh each season that they've done i mean that's the common joke right is like oh what's next season going to be the season of the mummy mm-hmm. there's going to be mummy enemies and you'll kill the mummies and earn <laughs> mummy powers like you know there there they're two seasons in and there's already like a formula which is kind of uh not great Um, especially when your season's like big boasting points are like, Hey, we're fixing things that weren't great out of the gate. Um, Like putting resistances that actually work. Like, you know, that's, that's a point for your second, for your (laughs) second season is weird. Um, But all that said, I think knowing that there's going to be an expansion every year actually makes me a little more okay with seasons, not being super compelling because it kind of gives you a roadmap of when that compelling content is is coming. Because seasons don't interest me at all. A new expansion does interest me. You know, I, I am on the camp of like, eventually you're going to have Diablo in your Diablo game, right? Uh, excuse me, hello? <laughs> yeah. Like, it'd be nice. Like, I, I feel like Diablo 4 feels like a really, really protracted first act of a game. That takes place over the what feels like would be the entire map, and when they say, "Okay, well, an expansion's coming," I go, "Oh, okay." If that feels like Act Two, that might be awesome. That might be something that I'm I'm really really excited about um, because that that is how I left. Diablo 4 was going, well, I wish there was more. (laughs) I wish we had more of this. And also, you know, anybody who heard us after our first impressions of Diablo, I said, one of my biggest fears is, you know, whenever I was critical of the game, people would always say, well, wait, there's going to be expansions. There's going to be more content. I said, there's no guarantee of this. Uh, And there still isn't. We'll see when it happens. Um, But, uh, you know, this does sound like that content Is coming. So that is potential and that is potentially exciting. I am going to have to see what it looks like. You know, is an expansion like, well, now there's a new class and uh, here's three new story missions and a cutscene where a bunch of um, black ink lines appear on parchment paper (laughs) and they lightly animate via the power of Adobe Elements or something. Like if that's the case, then uh no, no, thank you. That's not an expansion to me. So no. Um I'm not I'm not particularly interested in that. But it, if know. it feels robust and good and and builds on this, uh I, I think that, that could be something really worthwhile.
3: Yeah and they have to know going into this potentially anyway that we all know what an expansion is, especially in Diablo's context. We've had them before. Or we know we know what Diablo 2's expansion was. That was a massive expansion to an existing game. And we know that uh, the expansion to 3 was a strong, fully loaded experience with lots of stuff to do um, and really fundamental changes to the game. So if they don't provide at least some of that with an expansion, then they're calling it that. And really, it's if, if they end up just being character, or like class updates, like, oh, here's a new class. And they disguise it as an expansion, but charge like an like there's a lot of ways they could go south is what I'm saying. Here. Yeah. yeah. I really hope they don't. I hope they honor what we think of as an expansion, what we think of as a blizzard expansion, and then the, and then they bring us that. And if they do that yearly, I mean that could that changes how I feel about this game. Almost a almost like flipped it 90 degrees in a whole different direction. Like it makes me feel a a whole kind of new, kind of excited about it. But we don't know enough to know if that's even the case. So we have to wait and see what they do. And they haven't said anything out in public other than this this one interview with Ferguson. So maybe we'll get more at BlizzCon. I don't know. Anyway, what do you guys think? Send us your emails. Tell us. Do you want yearly expansions? Or do you think this is a front for getting your money? Let us know.
2: I mean, it's that.
3: Oh, sorry. Say that again?
2: Yeah.
0: It's always a front for getting your money. Yes, like <laughs> no, no doubt. But, you know, there's a lot of ways you can get somebody's money and some of it's good and some of it's bad. And if it's good, you know, hey, we all agree that the transaction was worth it. Then, yeah. you know, we're all happy. Everybody goes home happy.
3: Yeah, I just want to go home happy. You know, yeah, happiness that's all
0: I, is that's all anybody
3: wants. That's all I really want. Um, All right. Let's talk about the other games we played and we're going to start this week. So a few of you can quit complaining. We're gonna t- <laughs> we're gonna talk about Starfield first because John and I are playing it, and here, here we go. Oh, and Bo, Bo played a bit. I, didn't I know played. That.
1: I've got some hours in.
3: Yep. I didn't know that. Okay, that's cool. And then we'll talk about Baldur's Gate again because Bo and John have both finished the game now, and I think that's a significant thing we got to talk about. Um, so before we do that, though, let's talk about Starfield for a minute. Um, there is a very fundamental difference in an opinion going on between John and I. I I I'm
0: very there uh, is a difference.
3: There is a difference. I am in love with Starfield. I this 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 is a game that even though I kind of knew it was coming and knew that it was it would be along the lines of what I like about previous Bethesda games, um it has been exactly what I've been waiting for. I was really I'm so happy how much I'm enjoying playing starfield and and i'm i'm so glad that it's here and but we're this early in it because uh mods are just starting to kick up they're going to do official mod support on console for console folks which is nice because then you'd be able to sync that stuff between your pc and console play which i think is a great thing to do for your customers um we'll see how they implement it but but the game itself is everything i was hoping for and that's not to say there there aren't some issues and some problems and there are and last week we talked about some of them some of them turns out we just didn't know how a certain thing worked but i also still sort of blame the game for having a shitty tutorial and also not making some ui elements intuitive enough so that you understood that you could shortcut to something quicker or do something you know do something in a better way than it seemed you had to and we talked about that a little bit last week with the you know pause go to the mission then teleport to the planet you want to go to. There's different ways of doing a lot of stuff in that game. And the game's not great about telling you how to do that. But again, that's sort of consistent with previous Bethesda games, in my opinion. Um, But I think this world is beautiful. I think it's expansive. And I think it's really compelling. And I think so far, the story is really cool. I got to a a really important pivot point in the story that uh, had me just kind of, I don't know what the feeling is not euphoric, it's not the word I'm looking for, but it was like, whoa, holy shit, it is on. We got we to gotta solve this right now. Like this feeling of of just all hands on deck, which I haven't felt in a game in a while. And um, I, don't, I don't even know to start with what I've enjoyed or why I've enjoyed it. There's not much to say. I don't want to say much about the story because I think people should experience that stuff for themselves. But uh, there are characters I really like. One of the first things I noticed is the cowboy character, has the same voice as, uh, what's his name, Jensen? um, From the Deus Ex, Adam Adam Jensen. Jensen. (laughs) He's his voice actor.
1: Alex Dufexus, I think. Is yeah. His name. So when he taught... Eli-
3: Elias, not Alex. No, it's Elias. the co guy. Uh, oh, you mean the ca- the actor? I don't know. His name. The boy, the
1: the VA. Can we call them VAs now? The Baldur's Gate voice actors have me all confused. Yeah, I think they're VAs now, right? Well, because they do they do mocap as well, so they're like just
3: actors. I think. Man. I it's just actors. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's gonna be a hard one for us. to I don't know. Change, I don't but...
1: want
0: to make Carlac mad. Okay. <laughs> like, I assume... Nobody wants to make uh, Carlac no.
1: mad. Get yeah, stick so Carlac on there, clarifying these things, and I'm like, so. Anyways, whatever. But it's Elias Toufexis.
3: Yeah, and he's great. I'd forgotten how much I like listening to that guy talk. So he's around. Um, Great cast in general. I just think everybody's putting in great work. I think that the feeling of being in this world is as good as I've ever felt about a Bethesda game. I really like how immersed I feel. And you know, some of my misgivings initially about like, well, space travel is a little point-and-click and a little less about the awe of space travel. I'm okay with it, though. The, the focus of the game is was never going to be on the, uh, you know, the, the, the every second of flight that you would have in a spaceship. It was more about, you know, we need to move this story. We need to go to this place, take care of this thing. Um, I can already tell. You know, everyone says just rip through the main story because the new game plus in this game is supposed to be really cool, But I haven't spoiled myself as to why it's supposed to be cool. I'm just going to believe everyone and focus on the main quest. Because if you don't, there is shit all over the place to do. I am running through a building. And 12 people are like, hey, I've seen you around. Something, hey, well, okay. Come talk to me later. Like, they've all got quests for me to do. But I'm ignoring them because I want to do the main line and then see what the big hoopla is about New Game Plus, which is apparently the way you really want to play all the outside content or the connected content. So I'm really? be- I'm just believing mm. people on that front. I don't know, you know, if it's 100% true. I think you can play it as you want, obviously, but uh anyway, we'll see what that is. I still ag- I still think as I said last week in my early impressions that the, the things start a little slow. Some people say it takes 10 hours to really lock in and click. I disagree with that. I think it took me about an hour, but there's a, it's a pretty slow start and a little underwhelming uh, when you first get going in terms of what you do and, and you know how the story kicks off. Which is
0: weird because as far as like tutorials go for Bethesda games, it's one of the fastest. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like compared to what you have to do in fallout three or, you know, Skyrim, like especially Skyrim, Mm -hmm. um, like the tutorial moves really fast and I, I think it moves at a good pace, but there was even a part of me that was like, this is too fast. Like they're like, Hey, you're a miner. put this on, uh, you go, go mine a rock. Mm-hmm. All right. Touch a thing. Okay, you're 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 working for another company. It's like, what is going on? What is this world where I touch a thing and now all of a sudden I got a ship, I'm in space, I got a robot friend. Like, yeah, man, I wish my days on Earth would be like that sometimes. Like, <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> you touched a stone. Here's a new car and a new best friend. You're like, not okay. You're cool. not wrong.
3: It does. It goes from zero to a hundred in a weird way. It's like you're a miner. What are you doing? And I don't mean a kid under eighteen. Uh, you're mining for rocks. And you're like, hey, oh, I saw I saw a thing. Well, shit, now you're in it. Here's a ship you didn't have to pay for. Off you go. Like it really is like a maybe not jarring is the right word, but it does feel like something maybe they designed eight years ago and never really went back to to flesh out how the game begins. But again, I I got over it real quick. I have no problem with where I'm at and what I'm doing now in that game. And I have here's here's one compliment I'd like to give early so I can make sure I say it. The game. Has yet to give me an interior of a building, or an outpost, or a location on a planet, or a ship that was the same as the as, as any other place I had been. Everything looks different. I don't know who's in charge of making doors really? at Bethesda because the I... doors. There are so many doors, John. Like. Every kind of door you can think of is in this game. And there's some doors. i you I'm
0: talking just- about just interiors? Because I, I visited two planets and I saw two of the two different planets. And the very first two things I went and looked for geographical features were literally the exact same with the exact same rock piles in the exact same spot to loot.
3: Oh, well, that part so may be true. So are you talking true. about
0: just buildings or are you talking about like planets and stuff?
3: I'm talking just, about just- like <laughs> up-close internals, like planets okay. themselves where it's like, oh, this this is a big rock full of rocks. Uh, not that so much. And even, and even in that case, I've seen some decent variety. But, but you're making a good point about the sameness there. But in the case of like, you know, I'm in this building looking for this thing. I'm up close and personal and fighting hand-to-hand with people. Those buildings, those locations and those... Layouts and the furniture that are in them, the doors that are in them, just the the architecture choices have been wildly different, and I don't know why I find that so cool, but I do. I I love the variety there. Um, There's somebody, there's someone at Bethesda whose job it is to make sure there are about twenty to thirty different kinds of doors that animate. And the game has amazing sci-fi doors. It's a small thing. I I admit it. But that's part of the minutiae that I love about Bethesda games. I like that feeling of, I am in this place. And prior to this, I was out on a giant flat planet. And prior to that, I was in a spaceship. And prior to that, I was in a system that's like, you know, 400 light years that direction. All that stuff's clicking for me um, in a way that I haven't felt in a while. So I'm I'm loving this game. Uh, I'm loving this game. Is the best way I can put it. I don't know how else to say it. So, John, you have the second most time with it. Uh, where where are you at with, with Starfield? And and where do we disagree? Because, you know.
0: um, Yeah, I'm not as positive as you. And I'm trying not to be hyperbolic because I have this bad habit when I think somebody has uh, falsely reviewed something good or bad. It's <laughs> in my experience. I tend to go a little too hard in the opposite direction. Mm. Um, and if I do that too much... It's going to sound like I hate Starfield. I don't hate it. Right. Um, I'm having a hard time finding the fun of Starfield. Mm. Um, it's, And this is a problem with a lot of Bethesda games. Uh, Bethesda games are definitely like craft your own story. It's not going to handhold you. You kind of have to make your own way in the space. And typically the way that they do that um, in Bethesda games is by giving you a world you want to explore and see more of. Like, environment is very important uh, to Bethesda games. And in general, uh, I think they've done a very good job with that in in certain games. Like, I love Fallout 3. um, I love Morrowind. I love uh, Skyrim was a world that I just was like, oh, I want to see everything. What's over there? Oh, I'm going to go in this cave. I'm going to go in this dungeon. I'm going to do this. Um, Starfield is a game where I felt that compulsion for sure of like, oh, I want to see different planets. I want to see different creatures. I want to I want to see the universe. I want to explore and a, a lot of people, and and Scott, you've said this too, and this is maybe the one point that I, I push back on, is that this is a Bethesda story set in space. And I think that's accurate. But they have based your faction that you join out of the gate, uh, a group called Constellation, like it's literally post-tutorial, so this is not spoiler territory, no, no. Um, as explorers. Like, they have, they have made it very clear that the push and the motivation for the character and the the world you're inhabiting is one of wanting to explore, and that's been the hardest part for me. Is I went in and I was like, "Yeah, I want to explore. I want to see the universe." And the biggest problem I'm having with Starfield is every time I see something in the universe, it has been boring and uninteresting and not worth the effort it took to get to it. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, every planet I have landed on has been. Uh, And realistic, I'll I'll say this, like we've we've seen other planets, Um, we've seen pictures of it and all of that. We got rovers on Mars, a lot of dirty rock planets out there. I get it. It's realistic. That doesn't mean it's fun. Mm. Um, And I have yet to land on a single planet in this game where I have gone or seen somebody else playing land on a single planet in this game where I've gone, wow! I want to explore that. Yeah, every single one of them has been a, a little on the on the mundane side. And the first one I landed on, which we talked about last week, uh, we talked about a big oil refinery looking building that I explored. And then, even though I had only played an hour, Scott talked about exploring a similar oil refinery looking thing. And then I landed on a different planet. And wouldn't you know it, off in the distance, there was an oil refinery-looking thing that I could have gone on another planet I went to. And as soon as that happened, I was like, you know, maybe these planets aren't that interesting. <laughs> and maybe I I thought I had a real unique, cool experience on planet one that is not the same as all these other planets that I'm landing on. Yeah. So I, mean, I think for, um,
3: to the game's not credit but to the game's um, well to the to the, to land on the side of the game we're very, we're still very early. I'm not saying you're suddenly going to see the most amazing planets in the future or anything, but I I will say I don't think that's the game's point. I think the game wants you to feel and the marketing wants you to feel like you're exploring space. But it's but it turns out it's not actually the strength of the game or even the strength of the developers. They, they, they have a lot of this as set dressing. Unlike you know, No Man's Sky is about well, what's on this planet? It's kind of purple, so probably some yeah, weird. No shit Man's on
0: there. Sky is about exploring.
3: It is, but yes. but also No Man's Sky is about the same outposts, the same landing places, the same vendor. You know what I mean? They same sure, a lot there's of those a lot games of, too. There's
0: a lot of copy and paste in No Man's Sky, but the amount of times I've taken screenshots or told stories or gone, holy hell, look at this about a planet in no man's sky is numerous. That's true. Compared to so far zero. <laughs> with I don't have anything interesting to say about a single damn planet, except, hey, isn't it crazy that the stupid rock crater that I found on this planet with a pile of rocks with materials in it was the exact same rock crater with the same pile of rocks with materials in it. On the very next planet that I landed on in a completely different galaxy. Yeah. What are, like, the, ch- what are the chances? Uh, what what are the odds? <laughs> Amazing. And I I think that I think that they've earned this criticism. They made a faction that's about exploration. Mm. They marketed this game as about exploration. And exploration in this game is not the most rewarding thing in the world. Is there a cool Bethesda game in there? I think so. But like my problem with most Bethesda games is I have to find my I have to find my fun with it. And and what that usually means is it usually means that I bang my head and get frustrated through multiple. I'm on character number three right now, by the way, you guys. Oh, my gosh. Like I, get, I make a character. I play through the tutorial. I start playing. I go, I don't think I like this game. I stop. And then I go, well, I'll try it again. Let me see. I, I downloaded a mod. The hmm. game doesn't look as weird now like maybe it'll be better and i play a little bit more and at a certain point i know how the systems work I, like i'll tell you after our show last week we complained so much about opening the menu to travel through space yeah and then i discovered before numerous people <laughs> let me tell you you guys let your voices be heard uh numerous people told me that there's a way to travel without having to open the start menu I did discover that right after the show. Yeah. It made space travel so much more enjoyable. agreed. like yeah. it it changed that game for me to where I went from eh, maybe I'll play this for a little bit. I played for several hours and I had uh, a really I had a really decent time with that chunk. Yeah. um I think that the characters are actually kind of decent in this game. Um, I really like the dude who is uh, the first guy you meet from Constellation who is either the luckiest guy you've ever met or the most unlucky guy you've ever met. Like, I kind of like that trope of like, I can't tell if he's unlucky or lucky because everywhere he goes, chaos seems to follow, but he ends up coming out on top despite mm. it. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, you left, bandits raided, I got abducted, uh, but you know, it's fine. I then managed to escape and crashed the ship, but we survived it. And uh we were gonna die out here in the perils of space, but wouldn't you know it, we got picked up by more pirates. Like mm. it's a silly, weird trope, but it kind of makes that character endearing. Yeah. And um it's it's fine, but um I just haven't found I haven't found enough of a flow in that game to where I can make my own fun. All I'm right. doing the mainline quest right now to try and find it, and I don't think the mainline quest has been very fun so far. Mm. It's been a lot of This planet, pick that up. Get that thing. Bring bring it back. Yeah. Go to this planet. And there's been some cool set pieces, like the space station was neat. And there's been some interesting characters along the way. But it hasn't changed the fact that the entire time I've played it, I've been thinking, I'll tell you the most prevalent thought I've had while playing this game. I wish No Man's Sky had this. And then thinking of a feature from this game. Yeah. Like all I want to do is take elements of Starfield and put them in No Man's Sky. Yeah. I just sit there, I play the game, and I'll go through a pirate base, and I'll go, man, can you imagine if No Man's Sky had uh, shooting that was a little better like this? And uh, the other one, the the feature I, I most wish would be in No Man's Sky, because I actually think it's a really cool thing um, uh, that Starfield has and it's unique to Starfield, is it has that middle class of ship. It's not a one-person fighter where you're just sitting in the fighter and you're either in the ship or out of the ship. Yeah, It's not a giant space freighter where you're going through this massive big thing. It's kind of more your Millennium Falcon. You can Mm -hmm. get up, you can walk around, you can do things on the ship, but when the whole ship rumbles, it's just a quick run to the cockpit and be like, all right, what's the situation? And it turns out that's the space fantasy where I think I'm the happiest.
3: Yeah, I like it in It's good.
0: Like it's it's there's something really cool about being floating in space and getting up from the pilot's chair and just like doing other things on your ship uh, that I really, really like. And that was a really cool fantasy. And I was like, man, can you imagine if No Man's Sky added like just bigger ships like this that you could walk around? That'd be cool. Yeah. So uh, right now, I definitely (laughs) I think my biggest problem with this game is I'm wishing it was a different game. Mm. That doesn't mean that this game is necessarily bad, but I haven't exactly found what to appreciate about Starfield in and of itself. Everything that I've seen has been cool bits and pieces, with the rest of the coding being kind of boring Mm. and making me just wish it was in a game I liked more.
3: Interesting. So, Bo, you've had a couple hours with it. Did you, uh, yeah, not where'd, much. Where'd you land? Ba-
1: I basically um, started it up, made a character, did some mining, met the guy who gives you a ship,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then I got in the ship and warped, and that's where I ended. <laughs> so that's about it. Wow, that's as much as I've, I've got done. So it's not much. Yeah. Um, you guys have the more interesting conversation, it's been very tame. Uh, expected, <laughs> I expected John to go harder. Yeah, I even I made mean, a little it's, it's clip for It's easier for, us. for Scott because he gets to be the, the good guy. He's like, the game's great. It's lovely. It's wonderful.
3: Here, here's the clip I was going to play earlier and I didn't hear. Starfield versus Baldur's Gate 3. Fight! But I decided not to do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, Because exactly. it doesn't really
3: work anyway because I love Baldur's Gate. It's not like I can say anything bad about it. So it's not.
1: Well,
2: like I mean, oh, this will.
3: Yeah. I mean, if you're done talking about your impressions, which I value
1: both greatly, um, I just think from my perspective, so I had this ready to go on late launch day. Mm-hmm. or I bought late access. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. I, I splurged for, for late, late access. <laughs> access. Yeah. That's,
1: a, that's, that's a Patrick Beja joke, yep. so credit to him. But he's like, I guess I paid for the late access feature. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, it didn't, it didn't bother me with Diablo because I was competing for the statue. So my mind was on the prize. But uh, you know what? It kind of sucked everyone was playing for five days. They paid 40 dollars extra in order to play for a couple days more. It was kind of a it's true kind of lame. No. But um, I gotta say both times I played twice. It was only, only have 3.7 hours, but I tried to play twice. I had to turn it off. really. there's, there's so much and it's not anything to do with Starfield, um, but I found when I played it, all I can think about are all the misgivings I have around the game right now. Mm. And it's bugging me. Mm. And I might not be able to get to it for a while. Yeah. Maybe this weekend. Maybe if I have a good day and, like, some clear road. But, like, I think, I think my count is that there's five. I've seen five controversies. I put that in quotation marks about this game. Yeah whether it's uh, the exclusivity issue or whatever, the Xbox versus PS5 fanboys, mm. the pronoun British pronoun guy broke my brain completely mm. about this game. Um, there is a Bellular who's, you know, all right, content creator, published a video called The DLSS Controversy, and I watched two minutes. And I was like, I can't do this, man. Yeah, Like, people are obsessed with either trashing or knighting this game. And whenever I load it up, I can't empty my head and get away from it. It's, it's affecting my ability to enjoy it. And like, I find myself not liking things, but I'm pretty sure that's Baldur's gate three baggage. I, you know
0: what I mean? Like I I had that exact problem when I went to the first pirate base and all I had to do was go in guns blazing. I was like, well, why am I not having conversation roles? Like, and it's not a direct comparison, but like it, it, I can't avoid it. It's where my brain is. Yeah, but, but, it,
1: but it's still the Bethesda system. Like if I think about going to play Skyrim VR, I'm like, it's not any different. Like I don't really, you know, it's a, it's definitely BG3 brain. Um because that, you know, that game just says, here's some stuff that you might want to do, but do whatever you want. Yeah. And this game like was like so pirates land on that, you know, I'm a miner. Okay, I get it. They want me to go mining. Oh, what a coincidence. The first thing I ever mind is uh, the most important MacGuffin in the universe, but whatever, I'm playing a video game. Mm-hmm. Fine. Make your character. Then there's a pirate attack when George, or is his name George? Whatever. That guy who drops down. I remember
0: his name. Um, yeah, like he that.
1: drops down and, and then it's like, Oh, I'm a loot collector and pirates follow loot collectors. And they proceed to have the worst tactics in the universe. Like they, in the open, <laughs> like good thing. There's no ca- like cannon installments that they're flying from the atmosphere land, drop off like six guys and take off. And those six guys basically can't hit anything. It's the word. They're the worst pirates in the universe. Yeah. And for me, I picked a sculptor as my background. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm role-playing. I'm an artist. Like I, yeah. I maybe I'll be put in a situation where I have to choose violence, but uh, I'm a space explorer and I'm down on my luck. So I'm working in a mining thing. Like, it's cool. I, I like this. And then you get to the first shootout and it says, pick up gun, quotations, optional. And I was like, oh, I'm a sculptor. They're giving me the option. I'm like, I'm scared. I'm going to go hide in a corner and not shoot anybody because I'm a sculptor. Yeah. That's not <laughs> Why would work. I do that? And they proceeded to miss each other for 20 minutes. <laughs> and then finally, I'm like, I guess I have to pick up a gun and shoot things. And I, I, that gave me misgivings. And that's what I mean by Baldur's Gate 3 brain, where I'm expecting the game to kind of be like, okay, so you're an artist and you want to go nonviolent, except the critical path that, uh, that developer term suggests I have to kill these pirates. So I I guess I'm a murderer now. And I'm like, you know what? It's all humans. I'm just going to be a genocidal murderer in this game. You you know, and that's fine, but I'm just part part of my brain was like, well, why did you let me be an artist? If you're, I was just going to be a murderer. I, I did. That didn't make sense. And I got grumpy about it. And then George is like, oh, shit, uh, I guess I got to stay here in order to make good because I let pirates lead them back to this thing. Here, take my ship and my robot. And I was like, no, dude, I don't want to take your ship and robot. I'm just an employee here. And he's like, you'll love it. Like, there wasn't a really good reason for me. Like, I was like, no, 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 I don't want to be on this adventure. And sometimes when you say no, you get knocked out or you get forced in some way. But he's just smiling. He's like, no, you need to do it you that's it, that's it and i'm like but i don't want to do it I'm like is it, why are you making me do it he's like you'll love it they need to talk to you constellation i was like i don't think this game's very well written well i love the graphics and i love like i, I like the atmosphere but I, I i was like i couldn't tell if that was all the bullshit in my head like baggage just give, making me cranky and i'm like i'm feeling cranky i need to give this a fair shake i can't play this right now because i feel like probably i'm being a bit unfair towards the game and it's it's um, a lot like
3: so so i think you guys said it right you both have you know bg3 brain and there's nothing wrong with that and that game has a way of making you think that all video games from ever from here forward should be as open-ended and as player controlled like what they have done i'm starting to understand why there there was that freak out that developers like oh this changes everything don't expect this kind of stuff out of us I get it now kind of more than ever, because that game really does have a way of changing the way we think about how the world is interacting. I I, I want to be clear too,
0: that I'm not expecting every game, but I just finished playing Baldur's Gate three. And now I'm in another RPG and it's hard not to go. Well, you know, is my scoundrel is my wisecracking scoundrel going to have any input? on right, this right no it, it turns out no I'm going to do the exact same thing that literally every other player has done yeah it's and not, it's like not that I'm no. trying to say that every game has to be Baldur's Gate 3 but that's the taste that was in my mouth and as an aftertaste you know it's like it's like they served you steak and then they brought you another steak you can't help but go like well this tastes different this is different <laughs> you than know the last like steak. it's, yeah, it's yeah. different it doesn't mean it's bad but, just a
3: different stake.
0: I I totally get
3: I, that. I just think it's uh, I think it's also important to say that there aren't there are plenty of things in this game where they can go weird ways. But it's more the way you would look at past Bethesda games. If if you if you lose a persuasion conversation, then the shit's going to hit the fan, or you're not going to get your way, or you're going to have to pay more money, or whatever. So there's there's some of that, but that all feels just in the light of Baldur's Gate three. I understand how that stuff can feel antiquated now because they upped that so hardcore in Baldur's Gate that anything else where you feel like you've got choice almost feels like no choice at all. You see the seams more often. It's like, well, I didn't really make a choice because if this is Baldur's Gate, that place would be on fire and I'd be having sex with the, I mean, you know,
1: It is it is half that. Like In Baldur's Gate 3, you're still going to do violence. And part of part of this is the Baldur's Gate thing. Part of this particular milieu is it's all humans, as far as I can tell. Like if I'm killing weird aliens on a random planet, okay, you know, fine. But when it's like when you're in a sci-fi setting and it's all humans and you're asking to, me to murder people, like that's a particular type of person, right? And for all the footage I've seen, it's all humanoids. That you're you're just a mass murderer. Like so this so there's a little bit of like. I'm like, wh- I hope it's going to be explained to me at some point why having, like, a, you know, a body count of 500 by the end of the game is going to make sense, mm. right? Like, it's, you know, it's not like Star Wars where it's like, yep, I got stormtroopers to kill. We're in the middle of a war. I'm like, you know, we casually just shot six dudes and everyone's like, okay, and I, the game doesn't, the game strikes me as like, you know, a love letter to like NASA and space exploration. I just don't really feel like it's Mad Max or something. So I, I, it feels it's a little dissonant to be just murdering people, uh, that way. And maybe that is the tone I'll get later. And mm-hmm. it, you know, but if, like I said, I didn't want to, I was like, I wasn't really given a reason I'm presented as a minor. So I assume I'm just kind of a tough as nails working guy, but like, is, is life cheap in space? I guess like, I don't know, you know, even. Even in the expanse, they're they're only going to airlock you if they have a good reason to. Otherwise, they'll you know they won't. Well, and you know, to
3: like, the to, to the game side, or the argument on the game side would be, well, so far you're only being asked to kill dissidents, gang members, and pir- space pirates. But I still agree with you overall that there is a dissonance there. In Fallout Four or something, or a recent Fallout game it kind of makes sense you're all in the shit world post
1: apocalypse and you can't trust anyone because they're going to steal from you like i that's what i mean the meal year to me my my baggage i bring in is space is hard and people have to survive together in space so why is this a life is cheap scenario like i don't i don't understand like why are we so predisposed to violence here um yeah so like because i think this game makes me think more star trek Mm. Star Wars or mm. Mad Max, sure. You know everyone's wearing spacesuits. Everyone's mining rocks. I don't know, so we'll see. But um, and maybe I think what I'm going to do is I'll restart with a fresh mind and just I'm going to play as the Doom guy and see what happens. Oh, oh, there you
0: go.
3: That's Doom one man, bummer. Maybe. The game lets you go to Phobos eventually, um, which is based on oh, an yeah. actual location, but they did not put any kind of like um, they should, at the very least just some kind of Easter egg. They didn't do some anything. Nod. Yeah, it's just there. Like a, Maybe that's enough. Well, to even, them. they
1: can even put it. They it's the same company, right? They could put
3: Doom yeah. posters. Oh in there, yeah, like some. Yeah. there's hell an yeah.
1: NPC who likes to play the classic video games, and he's got all the Doom. You know, yeah, plus Doom I you know the
3: shipbuilder lets you make everything from a you know a dildo to the Millennium Falcon, whatever you want to make in that in that ship thing. You'd think they'd just give you a little more, let you get a little well, goofy that, on that. You can a make a dildo. Ship. Oh
1: hell yeah, well, yeah.
0: And to Bo's point too, I do think that there is like there's this weird mindset that that they have with the game where it's like, Oh, well, but we got to put a video game between a and B because like that first bit of pirates that you go after where you go to their planet. I went in expecting to have a conversation, you know, almost like, um, you know, when in cyberpunk where you go see the rippers pretty early in the game Mm -hmm. and you have a conversation and you can go in guns blazing or they can take you to the leader and have a meeting and like, it goes a bunch of different ways. That's what I was sort of expecting going in. And then it was just like, no, there's guys, just shoot them. And then you shoot all of them and then you get to the leader and he's like, Hey, let's talk. And that like felt really weird to me. Cause I'm like, well, I just killed all your guys. Like For one, <laughs> I just, everybody like, why wasn't there this like get him or anything like that at the beginning. And then likewise, there's a mission a little bit later where you're dealing with the pirates again. And once again, Go through, kill a bunch of people. There's no conversation to be had. It's just a shooter. And then all of a sudden you get to the bottom and like the guy you're trying to rescue is casually chatting with the pirates and they're cool. And you have a chance to be like, hey, what if we all just like got along and like no more bloodshed and it was fine. And they're like, okay. And so I had these two like weird encounters where it's like these pirates are perfectly reasonable people. But I had to go through a shooter level to get to that with a bunch of people that clearly don't mean anything because there was no conversation there. And I agree with Bo. a lot of this is probably just hangups from Baldur's Gate. Yeah. but it was whiplash when I was playing it because I was just like, what am i what am I doing? And that's the part of the game that's been the most interesting yeah, because like- the passive thing of going and exploring has been less interesting, but at least I'm not, randomly just shooting people
1: every enemy but every enemy in baller's gate has like a first name that they should even if you don't even talk to it you can see it's not goblin level four it's charles level four charles the goblin so you're like well a parent gave charles a name it's a living creature i'm murdering charles not you know pirate (laughs) if he plays starfield everyone's like pirate and i'm like you know it's that whole like that's normal forget that's like the normal for games and mm-hmm. then for you know forgetting that I I sort of had this sense of like in ballers gate I'm like I'm everyone no matter if I kill 30 of them it, there's a story behind what this person I'm taking their life is mm. and I, I think I felt that when I was shooting the pirates I'm like they're just cannon fodder it's okay you know I, some Lockvine in chat room says there's a reason why you'll feel it's okay to just murder you know think of every other humans as nameless things it's okay to shoot and maybe that's true like i said it's it's, it definitely is baggage they really like upstaged larian i don't know if they intended it but they really upstaged bethesda at least in my upstaged everybody i don't feel like anybody's (laughs) safe this year but in particular because this is a big launch for bethesda and i think like it's definitely when I'm playing it, I am pl- I have a, a, an unfair bias playing it, and it's kind of striking because I don't think I've experienced that as intensely as I have before with this. With well, that, is,
3: that just goes to show how much Larian pushed that envelope, and it's it's truly remarkable what they've done. Um, it does make me wish that, you know, because we're all tied into this. We follow this industry. We know what's going on. There's some people out there that would never touch Baller's Gate, and they're just stoked to have a first-person Bethesda game and they don't even know about this controversy so all of that aside I wish Mm -hmm. this game hadn't had missed its last fall release that they were as polished and ready as they could be I mean 2020 hindsight and all that but that would have given a, a year of of letting it be Starfield for what Starfield is and then we get a Larian game the next year and go holy shit next level stuff but I don't think we would be making these comparisons because nobody was saying you know, I, I kind of have the same problem to be honest with with Cyberpunk, which I really enjoyed once they got all the you know issues worked out. But Cyberpunk has the same problem held up to the standards that Larian has now set for interaction, for character relationships, uh, all of that stuff.
0: Well, we're gonna find out because I'm gonna be playing that this year too. Yeah, that's true. So that might be the next Phantom Victor. Liberty. Yeah.
1: Phantom Liberty in two weeks. That there's a part of me that's like, I don't. I think another part of this bias it's not the full story for me is i've been going hard on games since the diablo 4 launch and i might also just be a little burnout and need some time away yeah so i think starfield for me is going to hit a window of i'm going to chill on the games uh for a week or two and then get into cyber you know what i mean i'm like i might have to wait starfield does look cool but i just it's it's bad timing for me. I think a little bit, I don't know. I think, are, I think definitely edges out. You're definitely not everything.
3: alone. I don't think. And I think you guys are making like, that's the funny thing. This isn't the same as dragon beef. Cause I actually can not only see everything you're saying that you don't like about it or that these things that get in the way. Yeah. And I don't disagree with most of it. It's, it's true. I guess I'm just so, you know, I'll, I'll admit something here that maybe we'll say something about this. A huge part of this game for me and a lot of what, previous bethesda games are for me are the music the music to me in this game is breathtaking and amazing i love it it's the same guy that did fallout 4's music um i think is it zur yeah i say is got so, also he did dragon Age's oranges oranges
1: yeah
0: he did the oranges <laughs> yep he did the oranges
3: oranges
1: um yeah, so yeah he's, he's good i'm so like, good yeah, i'm with you 100 on the music i think the production value is great on it like i don't i don't really have a complaint so far i have like nitpicks i think that are come from bias i think you're in the right frame of mind to play it and i am 100 not and i would rather come to this wanting to play it, and i wish i felt that way but Having tried twice and just being honest about it, I'm just, I've got too much bias at the moment. Maybe the weekend, maybe this weekend it'll be fine. Mm. You know, maybe it'll be a little bit. I don't know. But I just know that like it's not just the BG3 context, it's not just my own being picky the con- i'm so exhausted of the conversation like i was i load up the game and all i can think about is such and so said this and such and so said this i wonder what, I what know, do i, I think hate about it and i'm like that's pulling me right out of the experience completely you I know, know like,
3: we, we self the, the gaming community self-sabotage is so hard i freaking hate it it's not our you yeah. know it's not any one individual it's just our collective culture is just so shitty and they're all doing it for the likes and the hits and the freaking youtubes and I don't know, man. Yeah. Just play. It's just video, hard man. to settle
1: in and like something. You know, who cares what the world thinks? Like, what do I think? Mm. With a clean mind, uh, playing it. You know, and I had Scott a similar, said you know.
0: he was a little surprised that the the tone of this conversation. He was expecting more headbutting, and I'll be honest with you, for that exact reason, Bo. That's why I. You were pretty extra went into in this Discord conversation, I, well, yeah, <laughs> but it's also different when it's the Discord. And like I said, I also have this habit. You know, Kyle came in and he goes, "Y'all playing Starfield? What do you think?" And Scott, Scott just he <laughs> talked about this game <laughs> like it friggin' made out with him, yeah, behind the the school. That's how at- so much I <laughs> love it. And I love, love this game,
1: Tweelix, like, and bought
0: him dinner. Like he just really, he just really loved it. And it was at a oh particular moment yeah, where I, like, I had tried to play it again, and I was like, "God, game's boring." And then I see Scott going like. It's incredible, and like my natural reaction is to play devil's advocate and go the other way, and I did go like extra ham <laughs> yeah. in Discord, and um, like, also he
1: feeling super great, like just be
0: happy for him. Yeah. The, the other part is that Scott also just set me up for some like <laughs> zingers that I couldn't, I couldn't not do. I mean, Where? it almost
1: looked like he was trolling you if I didn't know he was being genuine because you, you you, revealed some of this last week. So he was like, I love X thing that you bet. Ba- like, the UI is amazing, and you went hard on the UI last week. <laughs> it almost looked like he might be... Det- I know he didn't, but it could have been an intentional, like, uh, pick everything you didn't like and say it's maximum 12 out of 10. Well, possible.
3: we clearly have fun with it. Like, we, we enjoy... Yeah. I enjoy these pokes back and forth whether it's dragon B for this or whatever but here's how the conversation went i'll just share this one bit kyle pops in september sixth, twenty 2023 he says <laughs> y'all get up to any starfield this is in our twbd group we hang out in there and talk all the time i said oh yes very much in 100 percent my jam john goes it's pretty meh honestly I think it depends Uh on where you land on other Bethesda games. And I said, John is full of poop. It's more immersed than, or I've been more immersed than I've been since Fallout New Vegas. Kyle goes, LOL. And then we kind of went off. It was like. Well,
0: you just said I was full of poop. So then I told, I told Kyle that Scott was a Bethesda fanboy. But here's what (laughs) I'm talking about with he set me up is to try and, because now Scott and I are intentionally poking each other. That's why it escalated is Scott poked me a little and then I poked him a little and so my my comment was, I said, the best mod I downloaded for it was called No Man's Sky. <laughs> Launches a different ex- executable, but a vastly better experience. Yeah. And then Scott, I was going to just leave it at that as a snarky joke, but Scott gave me the perfect setup. He goes... The best part of Starfield, it's not trying to be No Man's Sky. And I had to say it. I said, maybe it should have.
3: Yeah. But then it got better because then I said, why? NMS is a shit RPG, which I stand by. And you said, so it's Starfield. And I said, hard disagree. Uh, And then where did the, uh, oh, I can't find the other bit. But yeah. It went on for a while. It went on for a while. (laughs) And we enjoyed it. And then we found out about a new baby and everyone forgot. But uh, yeah. We yeah th- th- we can no yeah, oh, we're allowed to yeah, oh, yeah okay. we're allowed to say yeah oh we're allowed to oh okay yeah they've Are already sure? done a thing the, where they
1: announced it all clear okay Kyle, Kyle yeah. said it on their show and today it, that was yeah. part of the funniness too then it's like oh we're having a new baby it, I, I don't think it really played out this way but it kind of felt like you guys were just going to launch into the Starfield <laughs> yeah great nice did <laughs> you have a baby, <laughs> nice baby. anyway Starfield sucks
0: yeah great great you got a new baby let me tell you why you're dumb
1: about Starfield congratulations aren't as intense the third time around especially when we're talking about
3: <laughs>
0: exactly but there's also a difference between friends ribbing each other for the things they like and you know this is payback I finally get to payback Scott for all of his Final Fantasy 16 shit talk mm-hmm. yeah. and bad opinions he had on that game oh yeah so like there's but there's a difference between like fun prodding um and then like getting on here where it's like we are talking to each other but we're also talking to people that are trying to figure out if this is a game they might like. And I mm. think it's important to not feed into the I think the planets are boring, therefore this is the worst video game of all time. Like of course. Yeah. Hy- hyperbole mm. around it. And like, here's the truth: there's a lot of really great things in Starfield. There's a lot of things that are frustrating. Like, I'll tell you, there one of my biggest problems with Starfield is that is a principal issue, which is I cannot believe that Bethesda has made this game this many times. And is still making the same mistakes in Starfield that they were making in Morrowind. And how have they not learned and figured this crap out? Um, And I think it's unfair that they put it on the modding community to fix their game. Like, these are issues I have with it. But also, that doesn't do the people listening necessarily any favors to say that. It's kind of a known quantity. So let me be real. Here's the things I like about Starfield. Like, it Mm -hmm. does some things really, really well um and it's worth saying because i am sick of hearing the talking heads just say this is the worst video game ever this is the best video game ever
3: Yeah, I, I, it doesn't
0: yeah. it doesn't have to be that
3: it doesn't have to be that at all um and also sometimes i wonder if Bethesda to your point about making the same mistakes since Morrowind it makes me wonder if they think they're even making those mistakes like they must be may, maybe cuz i agree with you on a lot of that like a, there's some stuff like some interface issues no maps in cities like some of these choices just feel like, what? Who, who in the meeting said that should stay that way? And sometimes I just think, well, did they just not know that these are sometimes bad ideas? Like maybe somebody there just doesn't... Like Todd Howard's like, nah, people love that shit. They love hunting around <laughs> for the place to sell their ammo, like, even though...
0: go to Nexus Mods and look at what the top mods are and then go, hey, next time I make a video game, let's make sure we find a way to incorporate that. Like all the top mods... Are visual updates for people who are like me, it's not going to be everybody, but hates the stupid filter they've put over everything in this video game. Mm. Um, so it's a lot of things to try and graphically remove the weird haze that you're seeing everything through. Um, but it's also it like mostly it's a UI and inventory and windows and stuff like that. Now, there's some stupid shit. Like, one of the most downloaded mods is to skip the Bethesda logo when you log in. I'm not <laughs> saying they need to implement that. That's stupid. Like, that's a that's yeah. a stupid mod, but... You, you think
1: they should put the Phil Spencer flashlight in? From-
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the perfect place for mods. I don't think mods should be fixing things that have been consistent problems in Bethesda games. Like if you go and look at the top mods in Skyrim and you go yeah. and you look at the top mods in Fallout 76, it's usually stuff to fix their interface and usually things to make that more user-friendly. Yeah. Why isn't this a lesson that they've learned?
3: Yeah, I agree. And I would hope that maybe this time they could in- integrate some natively instead of waiting for mod people to do stuff. Maybe post, you know, I don't know, not every game's perfect at launch. People put quality of life stuff in games all the time. But it feels like their track record says, no, they'll probably it'll be the game it is. And, you know, Skyrim, even its enhanced edition, its 30th iteration that everybody had to buy again. Even that didn't change the inventory. It didn't change UI stuff. It changed some graphical stuff. And that was nice. But I don't know why they do that either. Honestly, it's a little bit weird to me. And also, But also this kind of speaks to the not ease it is to write these things for this game or their games in that engine but it must be relatively simple for modders to get stuff done. Cause they've had this game for less than a week. Well, I guess it's been a week now and look how much shit there already is. I saw somebody made a mod that turned all your, your, um, your flashlight mod into, uh, uh, Nicholas Cage's face.
2: <laughs> and
3: it's, well, and it's the one that's always on yeah. the pillow. You know, you rub the pillow off and it's cages. It's that expression that he's making. And everywhere you go, you're projecting his face on things. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think that's great. But the fact that these guys can do this shit in 4 days, maybe that's their maybe the thinking at Bethesda is like, "Well, they'll just f- they'll figure all this out in a week. We don't need to do anything."
2: I don't no, know.
1: They're, they're, yeah. They're they're pretty ha- I mean, from the Skyrim VR perspective, they're pretty hands off. The the modded versus unmodded Skyrim VR. They charge full price for Skyrim VR. Yeah. Uh, and provided no post-launch support. And there's they could just take all that stuff and put an update out and wrap it into the client and make it so much better. And they just don't.
3: Yeah. But I will say this is to their credit. The game is uh, technically more sound at launch than any of their previous big releases. All of them had major issues at launch. Usually big lockups, memory links, crashes at the worst possible time, save bugs, like all those kinds of issues. I haven't seen or heard of any of that this time around.
0: I've heard of a few, but I I personally haven't run into things outside of your standard Bethesda crap. Like, P- I, the amount of times I've seen someone rocket boost into the ceiling and the character model gets stuck in the ceiling. <laughs> lots.
2: I love that. The amount
0: of times. And it's funny because I saw a YouTube short. Uh, I think someone posted it on Twitter. Of It wasn't even aimed at Bethesda, but it was just like npcs talking to each other and while someone was talking looking right at the camera somebody else went walking by with just this generic animation and took out like a row of tables in their walk <laughs> and that literally happened day one playing starfield i love that shit though walking love- by and pushed another another character out of the way as they walked. i so- like
3: that stuff there's one a video that went around got kind of viral where you just did a mission that saved a guy it wasn't a key dude it was like a side mission So, in the end, it didn't matter that much. But it was somebody with dialogue. You were going to have a conversation, learn about a story, and you saved him from something, got him out of there. You're almost to your ship. And way off in the distance, you see this weird, gray-headed, funky-looking alien thing just start to gallop your direction. But it's so far off, you don't even notice it. And as you're just going through the dialogue trees with this guy, this thing eventually just comes charging up like a bull and just wrecks it, just (laughs) splatters him. And that's the end of this NPC that you saved. Like... I like that stuff though I never think of those as bugs maybe I should but that open world jank that are in Bethesda games and you know famously I, I think Skyrim had some of the worst or or the best depending on how your opinion is but I love that stuff so i'm I, I I never complain about that so much as long as my game's not being broken and I can't move forward or I can't you know right keep going or whatever yeah, that's fine, just fine. Yeah.
1: that's uh that's fun that's yeah. part
3: of the fun so all right let's flip the script here a little bit. And talk about uh the end game of bg3 you guys both beat it uh first john now bo so let's yeah. go to bo we heard a lot last week from john what do you what do you say well, bo? Well,
1: john and i got on a phone call this weekend and i think we're gonna do a post show for the um the patrons like a spoiler thing yeah because like you haven't finished it i don't want to unless you're Good with reveals. I think you're still working your way through it. Yeah. So maybe not. I'm gonna keep at it. I'm gonna keep but at I it. will say, um, they, you know, released an update. I think we even mentioned it last week too. Um, so John's ending suffered somewhat and mine I would say I liked my ending. I have definitely uh I think John was right about some things. I think the ending's a mess in terms of it's um the order it goes in, we sort of both settled on agreeing that like the order they put things in is a mess. And also, um, you know, the denouement is pretty quick. Like, even though there's a substantial amount, you're not, it's not Lord of the Rings where you're journeying back to send everyone home and send them off. Uh, the fact of the matter is they, it's like, I have pretty much every companion in my party at the end of the game. And I only got resolution on Lizelle, and Carlac and Gale with some comments, but I, Jahira didn't say a thing, Minks had one line, and Halson, who I rescued, anyways, sorry, no spoilers, but you know, who had a big thing, made
0: a bunch of characters, no, but no, but
1: like had nothing, but I had <laughs> yeah. like storylines with all the Mystery and I resolved his major storyline, and he just made one sarcastic comment. Mm. Um, so while I was satisfied with the NPCs that I did, like, uh, you know, I had a car, the ones that were there, they can really beef that up. I, I, there's some either jank there or whatever. There's also a key decision you have to make at the ending, which would make sense to be later. I'm not going to get into details here. So I find the ending very random and very out of order, even though I was satisfied with the ending, like there's, there's good stuff there and the journey comes to an end and I was happy. I, I was almost two times. I almost cried. I was fighting back tears while watching it it's not bad it just it it's dare i say it's not launch ready honestly maybe they need that launch feedback to do it like just there's jank and like you know we've seen some confirmation apparently now when you play the game uh the party the npcs are not going to be as horny for you anymore right (laughs) there there, was a bug on it there's like so (laughs) the game is still like in development kind of you know even though it's really great um for it I hope that, you know, they do like with the definitive edition and want to make sure this product is fully, um, perfect because yeah, the ending and the endings really matter. It's a very narrative heavy game it sucks Uh, with with the way John described what happened to him. I could see him being very like disappointed in Mm -hmm. the results he got.
0: Yeah. Bo talked about nearly crying Mm -hmm. at a moment. And I, I told him, I was like, okay, now imagine that moment where you're about to cry (laughs) and it cuts to the joke character bugged out. I mean, he said it, he said, minx, it's not a spoiler at this point, Bo already said minx is in the game. Um, so it's been four weeks. Like it's a, it is a, it is a emotional, heavy moment and then you've got Minx talking about his pet hamster Boo over the top of it and it it's was not a spoiler like, he's in the trailer this, like that's he's a known he's a known okay movie. okay yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, okay. yeah that's not a, it's not a he's in the game is not a spoiler I knew that from a trailer so right okay because um, right. they they announced Matt Mercer's in the game and they announced he's coming back and
3: mm. all that Matt Mercer's also in uh, Starfield anyway continue
1: yeah Um. <laughs> so but that being said I really I really had a good ending I ended up in the final, after Act 3, there's a final, like, act of going to the big boss and doing the end stuff. Um, I had a few choices to make, and those choices resulted in, un- I had to be a hero, and being a hero cost me my relationship with, Liz- with Lizelle. But not in a bad way, but in a, in a way that kind of made me sad at the end really you know because yeah i mean imagine you're romancing shadowheart and you get to the end of the game and it's over
2: yeah
1: you know if you'd feel bad maybe you wouldn't want to do that but the choice i had to make my was playing you know a good guy for the most part i made the good guy choice and and the world you know the world saved and it's not like a i think there's a, a world where Lazelle will could be your enemy and you could end up fighting her it wasn't that um but uh yeah it, it made sense it's like Imagine being unhappy with your ending, but thinking, well, I made those choices and I, that's my story. Like, you know, the fact that I don't like it makes sense and is satisfying because I chose, I could have chosen to be selfish and maybe things could have definitely, the ending definitely would have been different. I still have to go play through from that set from that decision point to see. I am curious, but it's a lot. Of, there's a lot of content between then and the end. Yeah. Um, because the last fights, I will say, the last fights of the game are spectacular. Like the once you're like done in Ballers Gate and you lead up to the, your final confrontation, um, the level of tactics was like really satisfying. Like big big battles, the end boss fight, very intimidating, very challenging. Um, I. I loved that this this game was just, it's perfect. Like, even with all of its bugs, I hope they iron out. It was a good, it was a decent ending. I would have wished for more. Um Because, basically, once you're done the battle, most of the storyline gets resolved in the wake of the battle. There's no, there's no going places and seeing what's going on. So, if, you know, if people from Larian are listening and you guys have lots of money now from all the sales and want to, <laughs> like, beef up the game a little bit, even if you were to do like a narrator kind of thing, just tell that just tells like, and Listerian went on to live in a house down in Jury Lane of Baldur's Gate or something like that. Like just, just a bit more. I need a. I want a bit more um, resolution than than what you have in there. So I would beef that up. Can
3: you imagine um, if Listerian moved into your neighborhood on Jury Lane? Though, my gosh, dude. Yeah, or okay. Lake Run Road or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or
1: Lake Run Road. <laughs> Lake Run Road. Yeah. But, um, it, you know, it still is very good, uh, I think. And hopefully they improve it even more. So maybe you're playing at the right pace, Scott. By the time you get finished, mm-hmm. Larian will have finished all the
2: work on them. They've beginning. already finished
3: two big issues that you were having during your playthrough of Act 3, which was slow down and all that. I guess they fixed it while you were mid-running through all that. And that stuff's already supposed to be, like substantially better so by the time i get there it'll be like oh this is fine what were yeah. they complaining about?
1: oh yeah it runs great now that they're complaining yeah. one of the patches fixed it right up no issues no. yeah That's and i'll say
0: two. uh last week i talked about my ending i talked about it being you know kind of echoing what Bo's saying i i had a really bad first ending some of that was bugs some of that was decisions uh i repicked uh post patches and all of that the the same quote unquote bad ending that I got the first time it's still bad I think there is I think there is one choice uh, that you can make at the end that gives you an ending that is incredibly uh unsatisfying and sadly I think it's a, a logical choice I don't think I don't think I picked something that's so off the beaten path that it just has an unfulfilling ending. I think I picked one that makes a lot of sense. Um, it just does not lead to, a good resolution. But yeah, yeah. I did get to see the stuff that they added. It's kind of well-known. It's kind of incredible. In like the period of a couple weeks, they got the uh, actress for Carlack back. She re- she recorded new dialogue, and they put in a whole new scene uh, to beef up some ending things uh, with Carlack, if that's a companion that you're rolling with. And I got to literally see the before and after, because it, it happened the day after I got my ending, is when it got patched in. And I will say, I was very upset with how that seemed to go the first time. And the new ending is fantastic. So the stuff All they're endings, putting into because, it is really good.
1: Because we, we, we even because I went back and played again and just made even just different choices in the end bit. And I got two dramatically different Karlak endings yeah and
0: Just he got and a, it was different yeah. from mine too like uh, even when Bo got one very similar it was still different from mine so mm. yeah like yeah, it's it, kind of crazy like,
1: like, like there was nuances that made even the same ending different between me and John when they say there's a lot of permutations of the ending like I get why they do it there's a web of things that happen at the end I just think it still needs work. The web is like a little tangled, yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Also, you um, got
3: the impression that I could be totally wrong on this, but it seems like Carlac turned out to be a much bigger deal for players than maybe they expected. I think people weren't convinced.
1: I think they of, have
0: confirmed well, she was the last character written. She, she was oh. the
1: last one, and she was the product of player feedback. So mm, okay. players kind of just – everyone was so moody and serious. Like basically they got feedback on the NPCs and – what came out of this one was something that they thought people were asking for, basically. So, you know, also it was well performed. It wasn't just that they did that, but it was with the benefit of data aggregation. Because I think with the whole game now out, one of the worst characters in the game is Minsk. I'm so glad. Not because he's say. a bad character or poorly yeah. performed, it's because he comes in at a point where. I don't give a shit about a new character. I already have tons on the go. Like, he's not so amazing that I'm like dropping all the other NPCs because they're also amazing. So he gets overshadowed and upstaged by literally everyone else in the Mm. game, I find. But you wouldn't know that until it gets into players' hands. I don't know if that's everyone's feedback, but I kind of think. I kind of, that that's, you know,
0: you'll see no, when you he get was no, him, but, He was yeah. never on my team, which is a shame. I like Minx. He was, uh, he was a great character in Baldur's Gate 2. Um, I, I like the character again, well-performed, like there's nothing wrong. I think, I think it is totally okay to have a character that has a hamster and is kind of silly as a result. Um, I, I like all of that is fine. The problem is, is that it is very late. I've already fallen in love with these characters that I have. And if you gave me the choice a thousand times over, I would never take Minx over Karlak. So that's, that's the biggest problem is he would be replacing my favorite character on my team, there's, and that's not going to happen.
1: Except to go and meet a few NPCs to get unique dialogue, there's just no reason to invest any time in them, unless, unless you happen to kill a lot of
0: NPCs and need one at that point of the game. That which, is yeah. one thing that I thought about is that while there are, you know, obviously a lot of people have talked about uh, is it Minothra? Is that how you say the name? Like, the mm, kind of Min- hidden companion? Think, yeah. Minthara. For, Minthara. For she's evil like the characters. Evil, She's
1: basically Evil Halson. If you go the evil route, I think she's the same level of character, potentially. Okay. I'll tell you, I'm doing an evil playthrough, so uh, my plan is to have her in the in the group, and oh. you know,
3: all evil all so, the time. that group.
1: yeah, can I tell you about my evil? Po- I know John wants to say something. I'll t- say it after. go ahead, John Sorry.
0: <laughs> so I, I was just gonna say, like there is I started a second playthrough, and i was I was doing the dark urge,, uh, which I knew very little about. um, and I accidentally killed a primary character for the story um mm-hmm. with a choice that seemed very innocuous at the time. I was like, I I was trying to, like, lightly feed the dark urge, right? Like, the whole dark urge is, like, you hear whispers saying you should kill or hurt people. Um, It it really leans into the murder hobo of D&D. Like, (laughs) you're 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 playing. You you see corpses and you just stare at them a little too long. And when you talk to people, you kind of just like, what if I hurt this person? Um, And I was just like, I didn't want to kill somebody. But I just wanted to feed the dark urge a little bit, and I selected a, like, imagine something bad happening to somebody, and then I actually did it, oh. and I kill I killed somebody that was mm. uh, a main character. So I think there are certainly ways to get to the end of the game, and I've seen people, like, I've heard about Lizelle and Shadowheart not making it off the Nautiloid, like... Oh my gosh! Characters very optional in this game, yeah, so and uh, dark
1: urge doesn't seem evil. He seems like chaotic evil, I guess. Like there, it's evil without a reason. You know, like you're not. I don't know, but it just if you're randomly murdering uh, because your urge tells you, maybe it's a devil-packed thing. I well, don't know.
0: it's also a it's also a story where you can fight it. Like that's the thing that's interesting is the dark urge. You don't pick dark urge, and it's like, well, you're going to have an evil playthrough now. Because even within that, even within like, I have this, f- this voice telling me to do horrible things, you can choose to try to fight it and be a good person or oh. give into it and be an awful person. Okay. So it's not, it's not, even that's not linear. It's still very much a like, are you going to do it? And it almost comes across like a hidden challenge. Cause like I said, uh, Dark Urge has, has these moments where it's, um, You know, that like you'll just be told, like, you want to do this, and you have to pass a check to say, no, I don't. Okay. Um, So sometimes you have agency, and sometimes you don't, uh, or sometimes you have to have luck on your side. So it almost feels like a challenge playthrough in a way. So I'm doing Dark Urge on the highest difficulty. Just sort of see what that looks okay.
1: like. It's like a possession thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a different thing than what I consider to be the evil playthrough, where basically what I'm playing is Raceland from Dragonlance, like that archetype that, you know, is a tyrant essentially. I mean, I mean that's probably not as nuanced as what Raceland is, but essentially I'm a wizard and I view myself as the smartest person in the universe and that really thing, you know, any. Doesn't the ends justify the means always? So long as I get the power, so shockwave, and and I'm not gonna, yeah, shockwave is a good example. Like, and I'm not going to waste time on things that don't, um, you know, matter. Like, I don't gonna get involved in people's lives, right? So, a good example of what happens is this isn't spoilers because you've all done it. Like within 30 minutes, I've killed a kid, and um. Well, I haven't killed it through my inaction. I have. So you go to the Druid Grove and the Druid. It's that. Um, what's it her the name? Kid, Ka- the Karga? kid, the
3: the kid that gets chased Just, by the snake. That whole thing. Yeah.
1: The, so when you when you yeah when you go into the Druids area and you know it's not Halson, it's Halson's like second in command who yeah. turns who's a snake lady yeah. and she's like we got to kick out these tieflings yeah, and so she's got this kid and you're like the parents were are mad and so the good guy in you says like give the kid back and you know usually you're able to do that yeah. but I I was there I was like I don't give a shit like. <laughs> She's like, you probably think I mean, and I'm like, I don't care. I'm here to talk to you about some other stuff. Like I want a cure for my head. Dark. So, so then she's like, you stay silent. And then the kid runs away. The snake chase after her bites her and kid dies. Yeah. And then she looks at you and she goes, let's not tell the parents. Can you go lie, lie to the parents that, you know, don't tell them anything. Just say she's okay. And under observation. And I'm like, do it yourself. <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm like, I'm not here for that. I do not give a shit about your kid. And I'm like, wow, this is feeling pretty evil. So then also, and she's like, get out, I'm done with you. But then you can go to Nettie, because Nettie is the druid in there who Halson's, like, apprentice, right? And um, when you talk to her, she gets a bamboo stick, which is like, she's. if you turn into it, you tell her she's, you're a mind flayer, she gets a bamboo stick, of poison, doesn't tell you, you have to do an insight check, and she's going to stab you, kill you, it's an extremely fatal toxin. But eventually she seems sees you're cool and she's like, I can't cure you. But if I let you go, promise me that you're if you start to turn into a mind flare, that you'll drink this poison. And I go, I'm not gonna drink your poison. in the good guy playthrough. I'm like, yeah, I'll kill myself if I turn into a mind flare. What a horrible thing. Right. In the evil playthrough, I'm like, I'm not drinking your potion, bitch. Like, you know, (laughs) like like, like, I'm not taking your poison. She's like, You have to agree. And I'm like, no. Then she goes hostile. And oh, I'm like, wow. oh, shit. Yeah. So I kill her.
2: Yeah.
1: And then I don't want the other druids to notice. So I have uh, Lazelle pick up the body. We go back to camp. I hide the body for a zombie because I'm going to be a necromancer. So I need I need, I need, need corpse fodder. <laughs> for, so I'm like, here's my first corpse fodder for animating zombies. So I, I murdered a doctor, basically, like a healer, a nice person that I just asked for help that, you know got violent on me and i didn't walk away let her be a hostile and you know no killed her and the kid died and that's 30 minutes off the
3: nautiloid approximately (laughs) like i haven't played much to know though that your whole it's a whole new new path you're on a whole new
1: like yeah that's what i mean we're like it's an embarrassment of riches in terms of choice because i'm like i'm not wantonly murdering people i'm just selfish and being selfish results in Kind of spreading. It's almost like in the real world, right? Where if you see somebody who breaks their leg, and you're like, "Sucks to be that guy," and you keep walking down the road instead of calling them an ambulance or something, like that. You kind of sow all these consequences of destruction that feel like they're not your fault, but they are your fault. It's like it's well. It's sort of well done. I look forward to all the other things, like um, you know, Anti Ethel, the Hag. Yeah, like she's clearly a bad guy, right? But I'm super friendly with her. She's like, "Oh, come on down to my place, Ethel. I'll get you some cures." And the party members are like, "Don't trust her." And I'm like, "I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna steal her power. Don't worry." But like, she's cool because she's very powerful.
0: That's man, great. I, Auntie Ethel. Speaking of performances that are really killer in the game, Auntie Ethel was an amazing performance. Every time yes. she talked, it just just lived in my head. What a what a perfect representation. Did of that you character.
1: did you did you um encounter the hag uh Scott in Act One? No uh,
3: the hag. Auntie Maybe. Ethel is a hag. You'd like,
0: probably remember
3: this. You, you know, yeah. Where was she early on? Like in uh, the south,
1: southern wetlands, south of the <coughs> goblin. She's in camp. the swamp. She has yeah. a cottage and and you would meet like a woman there who's like trying to get her husband resurrected. And then she reveals she's a hag, not really a human. She starts in the Tiefling camp and will invite you, potentially.
3: You oh,
2: know. So don't you don't remember might... her
1: at
3: all. They miss her at all yeah. entirely?
1: I, time. I have
2: this
3: feeling you missed like 50% of the Oh, animal, no. There's stuff There's stuff below the Nautilus down there, like physically on the map, that I, I haven't uncovered. I know that. So it's yeah, probably some it's, of that. It, yeah. So
1: there's definitely some stuff there, too. So, yeah, yeah there's a whole anti-Ethel plot line. And um, you may still encounter her because that's not her only Act one is not her only appearance, and that's all I'll say. That's all you'll say about so, that. But I um, got a really
3: funny bu- uh, email, by the way, about you and me, Bo, and it was this. The guy says, I thought the email was just going to call me out. It says, you know, I think it's kind of racist whenever you refer to your brother as your Korean brother. And then the very next line was, that's fine whatever people say that about me all the time. Yeah, but, but the very next line was, uh, and also, I don't need to hear about every single person in that game that Bo's banging at any given time. <laughs> I'm like,
2: wait a minute. <laughs> it's not like
3: it was like, you know, he's just talking about the relationships. I don't, know, it's part That's of the, the game. game. It's the it's game. It's a huge,
1: important part of the game. It's like, I'm going to talk, like, yeah, don't play that game. If you don't like falling in Like I think you can still play it and not fall in love, but Withers will make fun of you. Oh, yeah. So um, I was accidentally <laughs> controlling Shadowheart. Yeah. instead of my own character, and I clicked on Withers by mistake. Oh, no. So, uh, so I got Withers and Shadowheart, like Shadowheart, like a unique NPC, and, and Withers was like, so, nobody loves you. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> He's like, love seems to be important, yet you have no one. Yeah. Is there someone you love? And I was like, I don't even know what to answer. I'm like, I don't, there's no one here I'm into. He's like, very sorry for you. That's They say love is the stuff that makes life, and you don't have it. Wow. He just says it in such a way that makes me... Yeah, no, I know. was like, oh, oh my God, heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's an important part of the game. And um, I mean, on, like, yeah. And banging pe- like, the interesting weird things that you can have sex with in that game... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a selling point. That was that was a huge part of their marketing. Was you know, you can have sex with the transformed druid bear style.
3: Yeah, um, except that came and, late, that know, came pretty late in development. But yeah, they they pushed it, and also anyways, they say it yeah. was a bug that everyone was so horny. I don't know, maybe not a
1: bug. No, they might have cranked up the horniness meter because it, as viral marketing goes, it worked. Everyone was sharing how their their love stories. I mean, yeah,
2: yeah
3: I, I think I mean yeah. not that I don't trust them. I just feel like maybe. Calling that a bug is a weird thing. It's like, is there a slider like, where you're like, kind of horny, real horny, super horny, Does it go all the way down to like, they don't, they're not interested. I mean, there,
1: there is a, there is a relationship slider. I mean, I'm sure there's a variable somewhere that that manages that. They yeah, yeah I mean, they matter. made, they, just, they actually oh, yeah, made
0: Shadow Heart easier to romance because people were having a hard time with it. Yeah. Oh, good arch. news, Scott. That's awesome. That's she a bug for you. Yeah, she plays hard to
3: get. So. I don't know. So Maybe I got a chance you. finally.
0: Not everybody's made the same. Some people, it's <laughs> it's easy. Some people, it's violent. Some people, uh, it, you know, I accidentally ended up in a relationship with Gale. Like yeah. it just happened. He was the one who got targeted the most. Oh yeah, they I turned him I down was, big time. He I think was his, I was a victim of, of that time. because I, I, he was in my party and I barely talked to him because I was always worried I was going to have to feed him a magical item. So I never really talked to him all that much. And then all of a sudden, everyone in my camp's like, So you and Gail?
3: Huh? Yeah, Gail, I hear about Gail. I was like, What? Yeah,
0: he, I don't talk to him.
1: Yeah. yeah. He thinks you're into him, but you're just worried he's a nuclear bomb and you're just trying to, <laughs> trying to stay on his good side. <laughs> like, you know, Yeah, he's going to explode. Don't make the minute. nuclear bomb person angry. Well, that's yeah, great. But apparently, the reason I bring that up is Minthara. Apparently, there are Minthara stands. Mm. And, you know, Getting her in your party involves murdering the Tieflings, right. I'm pretty sure. I, like, Because in my multiplayer playthrough with Mike Crofton and uh, Lady Borkamina, who doesn't, wants to remain anonymous, mm-hmm. um, we actually uh, triggered her to send her army to the Tieflings and had a huge second battle at the gate with Minthara in there, and we killed her there. So she is all about the Tiefling killing. So I think for you to get to a place where she'd even join your party, you have to murder the tieflings. And I don't know very many people who did that on their first playthrough. Like it seems like tieflings are the good guys, kill the goblins.
3: Yeah, you if you played, so, unless you went out to be evil immediately or screwed up in a conversation, but I think People say she's them. a great
1: romance storyline. Really? And I'm like you know, the cost of entry is evil. She scares the shit out of me. That lady. She's also a paladin, which is interesting. So she has oaths that I think she has to make sure she keeps as well.
0: Yeah. So I don't know she what this story. Be an was... oath breaker, though. She
1: might be. An I don't know. I, I I don't. I killed her. I met. I talked with her. Didn't like her. Killed her. That's been my experience of her. So I'm. I'm looking forward to learning about uh, this Minthara character because
0: I kind of want to play a paladin because apparently you can break your oath.
3: Oh
1: really? And I
0: did not I did not know that. Like I was curious about it cuz you like that is a part of being a paladin. Like you you do take an oath, you are expected to hold to it. Like the D, like your DM might not enforce it, right? But like there is a paladin that's called the Oathbreaker Paladin, which means you broke your oath. You're now kind of a dark paladin. Um because you're, not, you're no longer bound to it. Hmm. Um, and apparently you can get that in this game. You have to take an oath. You have to break it. And uh, yeah. there have been complaints of people who accidentally broke it. They didn't realize the choice they were making was against their oath. And they made a choice. And they became
1: a uh, breaker
0: on, of oaths. Um, yeah, if you're going to break yeah.
3: oaths, go ahead and save scum. That's a lesser sin. You know? Yeah.
0: Like I
1: would say safe scum I think it's okay to reload for sure if a choice had unintended caught con- like we're human, they can write a not dialogue option that you misinterpret to mean one thing versus the other. Um but if you made that with full intent, if it matched, if the choice matched your intent and the game gave you consequences, then I wouldn't take it back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Then you fucked up. <laughs> yeah. You, you can, can still load if you want, but I think it's better to leave it in those cases. But Sure. Especially when it comes to breaking your oath. Like, I didn't mean to break my oath making that choice. I didn't think that's what was going to happen.
2: Hmm. Then Yeah, reload
1: that one,
3: you know. Yeah. we won't, won't
1: kill but you. But that game's yeah. amazing, and that's what I mean. Like, even right now, Starfield, maybe I'm just not a little... Ready to play it because maybe I want to do some more in Baldur's Gate three still, and you, know. and you absolutely yeah. should.
3: It's uh, you know, I one of the things I do like about the the simultaneousness of these two games is they really do scratch two different itches, um, and I think if you've got one of those itches more than the other, you're you're going to be happy, and and that's good because these aren't the same games, you know. And in a lot of ways they're very like they're not even. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's one thing to compare their quality and say, well, one one's smarter about certain things or whatever, but I mean, just as the kinds of games they are, they're very, very different, and they're going to p- approach very different people and, and what their play styles are, and I think, that's a, I think that's a good thing. I don't want, I would hate it if there were two Baldur's Gate 3 or two Starfield level games all at the same time. Like, I wouldn't want to play Outer Worlds and Starfield at this moment, although, actually, I would really like to play Outer Worlds, too, but I don't want those at the same time. So, it's good. It's a diverse thing. It's hard for us on the show because we're all trying to play everything. But, you know, it's all, it's all good. Like, they're not like 10-hour experiences. These are, We're
1: talking two, like hundreds of yeah, hours. Huge.
0: Freaking that's why huge Armored years. Core was so nice, you guys. Oh, my gosh. It's not on my list of played, but like.
3: Palate cleanser. That's,
1: that's
0: why through. Armored Core has been so nice. It's like, like get in. 15 minutes, did a mission. Painted my mech a little more like Shockwave and call it a day.
3: <laughs> ah, Shockwave. The one common thread running through core for the last month. Shockwave. Oh, I
1: also have. I don't know if you've guys seen this. I don't know if this is worth sharing or not, but I have. I Maybe mean, I should just move. I have a. Because we were doing the multiplayer stuff on mm. Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. And I have a clip. I I messed up hard. I don't know if you've... Oh, I can play this. this Sure, why (laughs) not?
0: Oh, I did see this.
3: I have not seen this. Let me pull it up
2: and add audio, because I want
0: to hear it. It's Uh, just
3: worth sharing. It was was a real moment. Whoops, That you talking. Hold on. Let me turn you up some, because you are quiet. It's not your fault. It's this browser thing. Okay. Alright, here you go, chat. Let's have a look at this clip. Uh, Here you go.
1: Where's my helmet?
0: Oh, man. I just did this lock... 18. How
1: did he... Wait. I cast yeah, a... how does oh, this... Oh,
2: shit! <laughs> oh, God damn it! Did
1: you do that? Or did he do that? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know if you got it from the full context for audio listeners, but basically, <laughs> because Crofton is playing a halfling, he can go in a little hole, and he's happy. He's unlocking picks. And I'm kind of being... I'm the supervisor. I'm the master. I nominated myself Master of Coin, because we always have to resurrect constantly every every gold that we get goes to withers because we have to, I, we've spent like thousands of gold already on reses cuz shit keeps happening so i'm like i'm the master of coin i'm just going to go inspect and see what Crofton's doing. In truth, I just wanted to participate in what he was doing. (laughs) So I changed a disguised self into a halfling, and I have a lit torch, because, you know, I'm lighting things for people. (laughs) Unfortunately, I failed to realize the room was full of smoke powder barrels, and I just walked... Now, if you walk with a lit torch near a smoke powder barrel, you'll blow up. And I blew him up while he was in the middle of lockpicking and costed us another 400 gold in resurrections because the other two party members aren't small enough to get our corpses.
2: Right. right. So we have to, they have to go
1: back to camp and do it again.
3: There were so and many then, places um, I couldn't get into because I didn't have any kind of short character in my team. So there's so many holes and walls and stuff where my perception's picking them up. And Gale will go. Er, what's happening over there? And we're like, a thing I can't get into. Gale, you dumbass. No one can fit in there. <laughs> we're well, okay then, and then we just keep going. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. so,
1: well, if you have to disguise self spell, you can turn into a little little one and get through some of those holes. Oh yeah, I didn't think of that. But uh, it that. was mainly that I it was. Even though it was an accident, it was a little bit satisfying to blow up Croft underneath. Yeah. <laughs> a little? I think it's really <laughs> satisfying what you've done. Although, yeah, speaking to
0: the quality of the game, Chad is now saying you can pickpocket your gold back from Withers, and he doesn't even get mad if he catches you. Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I was somewhat... <laughs> a, I heard that too, so I told Crofton. I'm sure Crofton will steal the money at some point.
3: Oh hell yeah, he will. Are you kidding? Yeah. Give take Withers' That's money back money. that he's been taking. That's amazing. Yeah, he has all of our money.
1: Like I, literally, every session we res at least twice. Uh, I, I barely have money for anything else.
3: So nice. Well, there you go. Um, two two people have won. will I'll slowly pick my way through. Uh, lots of Starfield. Uh, but we did play a couple other games, barely though. I'm gonna rip. I'm through excited
1: these. about this next one. This
3: next have, one is so rad, Bo. I don't even know how to.
1: Yeah, I was on my wish list and I'd forgotten about it. I'm so glad you put it on the list it's today. It's so I hear cool oh. that it's really good. It, it is, is very really good. good.
3: So they're they. I'm a big fan of video game pinball. We just did a whole episode of some of the best retro stuff on Play Retro, but I'm I'm just a I just love gamification of pinball, and I don't love machines that look like real ones that's not interesting to me.
1: You don't want a simulator.
3: No, I want one that with good ball physics and all that, but what I want is like a bunch of crazy shit you would never be able to do in a real pinball machine. And these guys make these two games, Xeno Tilt and before this Demon's Tilt or Devil's Demon Yeah, Demon's Tilt. Um and they're they're really throwbacks in a lot of ways, a lot of ways to these old Genesis and TurboGrafx-16 uh era of video pinball machines or video pinball games and uh this is so good oh my gosh it's only 15 bucks uh the old the demons one i mentioned is only 10 so they're both really affordable and uh, i don't know how to describe it is it's, it only one table or is there multiple boards it's one table but it's like four tables high so once you get pat see up there well you'll see in a second it'll scroll Once you get up to the next level, you're in like a whole other table's worth of mechanics and stuff to do. This guy's terrible. He just lost a ball. Uh, And then above that, another one. And then above that, another one. Um, So it's like this multi-level stuff. Uh, So, yeah, the game is focused on entirely one big complicated table. But it's a thing that would never actually be a table. (laughs) Like, this would never work. That makes it
1: interesting because losing the ball... It's always the thing I hate about pinball is losing your ball. But this is like... If I'm, if I'm on Tier 3 and I lose the ball, well, I'm just on Tier 2 and I'm still in the action, right? Right.
3: Exactly right. And if yeah. you have multi-ball going, there's even more of that kind of stuff. It's visually kind of crazy. You want to kind of, you know, they put a tracer on the ball to help you track it, and it needs it because there's a lot of graphics going on. But it's done in this, like, pixely thing kind of vibe. The music's amazing. The effects are amazing. Like, uh, it
1: looks like even the boss will grab the ball and spin it. It's like things you would never be able to do on a table. Oh, hell yeah.
3: Yeah. And things have like, hit points, like, you know, so you you eventually chip away hit points of certain creatures and things, and, and that launches yeah. a new phase. And, you know, it uses a lot of, oh, this guy's so bad. Why is this player so bad? <laughs> um, anyway, I hate it when I pick a video where the player doesn't know what he's doing. Um, anyway, it's so uh, zen-like. When you get into to the groove of it all, you're just sitting there soaking it in. Um it plays beautifully on Steam Deck, great on desktop. I got it on Steam's where I got it. Um I think the old one, uh, the Demons Tilt one was free on Epic for a while. I don't think it is now, but uh really worth yeah, picking it up.
1: It was cuz I I got it for free there. It's one of the few free games I have is Demons Tilt.
3: Oh yeah, that's I- right. That's right. I got mine there too, I think, although I own it in both places, but it's just a, it's just a really fun time and you don't even have to be a true pinball fan. I don't think, um, it's really just, it's video game and it's the best kind. I love this kind of stuff. So huge fan, lots of achievements to unlock, lots of abilities to unlock, um, for your runs and stuff. And I don't know, just satisfying and also kind of, you know, park your brain and just do this very physical game thing when I don't want to, you know. When I I basically used it to chill out when I was overly stimulated by all the story I was trying to keep track of in these other big story games. And this one's just like, hey, remember pinball? Let's go, let's play some pinball. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, again, that's Xeno Tilt and available on Steam for fifteen bucks. And then I did a weird thing. <laughs> I was in you know the Microsoft ecosystem a little bit because of Starfield and. I thought to myself hey before I get out of here I just want to check because I had it installed from last year or something was Crackdown 3 ever given its its frame rate boost and I wasn't sure and I like Crackdown even though 3 got kind of mediocre reviews for being not very innovative it basically played like Crackdown 1 and 2 Uh, for me that's not a problem because I love the Crackdown games and I find them ridiculously fun and I like unlocking everything and you know Checking stuff off a giant list, and it's just kind of my open world good time when I just again need to park my brain and not think too much. And three is definitely that. The problem I had with three was when the Series X and the PC version of of uh, Game Pass came out. This game never got a boost past 30 frames per second. It was locked at 30, and there's no reason for it. Um, like what what this game has in it is you know there's plenty of more complicated games that are running at 60 plus uh and in pc it's just unforgivable it's like what are you even doing you don't even give me the option on there so i was just checking in there to see if they changed it they haven't changed it but i ended up playing for three and a half hours because this game's great (laughs) i really like these games um they're stupid terry cruz is great though uh he's in three and
1: uh oh yeah that's right eh? hams
3: it up pretty good um you know, again, it's it's an unpopular opinion because a lot of people were disappointed in it. I am not. I love the run and lock sort of shooting gameplay. I love how easy it is to switch weapons and find new ones. And you know, it's kind of just chaotic GTA three type stuff. And I, I, it's one of my favorites, so I, I don't have the complaints other people have about three. I think three is really fun. Except I really just had that one technical issue, which is there's no reason this shouldn't have a frame boost on the newer consoles or on PC. It's so stupid to me. I don't get it but maybe it's because the game, you know, didn't do great and they don't want to support it. I don't know what the reasons are, but I don't like it. So fix that. Uh, that's it for me, John, you played, well, you did some more frog wrestling. Let's do that.
0: Frog wrestling is back this week. Uh, I was really happy to get back into it feeling just good enough to put in some new wrestlers. Uh, Gwen Gunn from Phoenix Pearl T has joined the roster. And uh, in addition to that, one of the most requested wrestlers uh, for reasons not entirely known to me. Um, <laughs> there fast, she is. fast Grandma. <laughs> how, how, she, how is she black and white? How is this accomplished? I'm blown away by uh, this. Fast Grandma has been added to the game uh, and had her debut match as well this week. Everybody wanted to see Fast Grandma, so... <laughs> Look at there her! She, there she is. Oh, she's a, she's ready to go. John. Um, and... Uh, amazing. Yeah. How would so she do? Did
3: she did she perform
0: well? Did oh, she she ran to the ring fast. She had a fast entrance and she lost fast, real fast. Uh yeah, you should go back rope, and yeah. see her entrance. Her entrance oh, yeah. is just wild. Her she thing on the on the
3: ropes. She has so much energy. Who is she based on? Is this another wrestler I should know that's that does this.
0: Uh I gave her Ultimate Warriors entrance. <laughs> now this was actually the same entrance I used for uh Brian Dunaway. Yeah. I have to give uh Dunaway a new entrance, but like sprinting to the ring as fast as humanly possible was just too good for fast grandma to not do it. Well yeah, she's fast um, grandma. That makes sense. So yeah, she's in uh, She's in black and white, uh, which was one of my favorite things to do. It's not really a trick. It's just everything that she wears, every, every bit of her is just color-coded out. Yeah. So she's. it's not like there's a setting to say, like, I want a black and white wrestler. In fact, if you go forward in the match, you'll see once she starts bruising and stuff, like, color starts to form on her because uh, the game does do, like, well, if you're getting hit a lot... Uh, your skin will start to turn red and stuff oh, like that, okay. And uh, so color does show up. Uh, technically, if she opened her mouth, you would see pink gums. There's like certain <laughs> things you can't color out, yeah. Um, but it is a neat effect. I think it just looks really cool to have a black and white wrestler. But yeah, uh, looks Martha, like- not opposed to hitting an old woman. Oh no! Um, and just beat the holy hell out of her. It looks like she's kicking
3: uh, Lucille Ball's ass or something. Is what this looks like. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So, that's amazing. It,
0: it was a lot of fun. It was. Uh, it was great. Bo got some revenge. Bo continuing his revenge streak. Uh, he beat up Brian Dunaway two weeks ago for taking his place on the core crew. He beat up me this week for, uh, uh, you know being part of the core crew that kicked him out. So uh, there's one more person in core that Bo might set his sights on, and he's currently injured. So um, is that Scott? That would be Scott. Oh, shit. Really? Bo might be gunning for Scott, uh, might be coming for him and. I think Scott might just have to put the title on the line if Bo goes for him. Because, oh, my gosh. I'm dead. You know, I just think that's... Right, We've we a
1: title better. match coming up. Do I get? Do I, do I just win the belt or do I win core leadership as well? <laughs>
0: uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. We don't know what's going on. So mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. It's, right. it's fun. It's back.
3: Check it out. Uh, Craftless Rogue on YouTube, everybody. And uh, also yep. when it's live on Wednesdays, you'll find that on Twitch. Same name. So watch for that. Um. Let's see what else. Oh, you played a Mega Man X dive offline. What the hell is this? What? what, what?
0: Yeah, I like I'm a big fan of Mega Man X. Uh, I really like the Mega Man X games. I like them a lot. And recently we watched. I don't even remember what presentation it was, but it showed Mega Man X stuff. And I was like, I got really excited. And then it turned out to be a shitty mobile game. Mm. And I went, oh, well, I have no interest in this, except Turns out this is a mobile game that's existed for a while uh, and they have since like stopped supporting it. They've pulled the servers hmm. and Capcom has decided to re-release it as a offline mobile experience, which means basically all those gotcha elements they just give you now for free. Really? Uh, so it's, it's sort of like playing, you know, obviously mobile games on Apple Arcade where they're not allowed to charge you for anything. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're playing a mobile game that's clearly trying to get your money, but you don't have to ever give it any money. (laughs) And I'll say this, like, is this a phenomenal game? No. Is it nice to play a mobile ass video game knowing that I don't have to put any money into the thing? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, Mm. that feels real, real good. Yeah. Um. It's still not good, and you can still see where, like, like getting characters and weapon unlocks and upgrades is still really confusing for me. Um, And, you know, that's one of the tactics with gotcha-style games is you make it as confusing as possible, so people have to keep putting money in. But in this case, I don't have to put money in, but it doesn't make it any more intuitive to do the things. But I love the Mega Man X characters. This really lets you combine, like you know, you can play, you can play as Zero from the Mega Man Zero games. You can give them different weapons that they wouldn't have had in those games. It's kind of crazy, and uh, it was a good time to try. I don't know if I would recommend this game to anybody, but if you like the mobile game type experience and you want one that you know is safe because it's not going to go for your wallet. Mm. Uh, this is a way to go. You do have to pay for it. Like, it's a it's a pay for game, Oh, you buy it. That's what I it. always say I want. Like, yeah. you know, that's what I always say that I want. And so I put my money where my mouth is. I bought the game, and you know what? It's the whole game.
2: All it's right. there. All
3: right. That's cool. I didn't know they even had this, so this is all news to me. I had no idea. And I like those X characters as well. I think they're pretty great. Uh, I'll have to check uh, it out. How much was it, by the way? You didn't say how much you paid for it.
0: I think it was, I think it was twenty or thirty. Oh, geez, like that's that.
3: a lot. That's a premium game. A,
0: it was a lot, yeah. For a mobile game, wow. All
3: right, yeah. then you also, I can't imagine why played some No Man's Sky. Tell us about
0: that. Yeah, it's almost, it's almost like Weird. A particular itch formed that was not being scratched somewhere else. Uh, I wanted to play No Man's Sky. I haven't put a lot of time into it. I mostly, most of the time was spent downloading it.
3: Um, <laughs> It's a big game now.
0: And then I, I hit this weird thing where I was like, I should really just keep trying Starfield, though. I kind of just want to play no man's sky, but I'm probably going to play more of it. Um, I just really love no man's sky. It's really good. Um, and even in no man's sky now though, I am doing the opposite thing where I'm like, man, I wish they had those middle level ships where it's not a capital ship. It's not a fighter. Yeah. Um, it's just between the two games, between No Man's Sky and Starfield, there exists this sweet spot that is the perfect video game for me. And it just hasn't been made yet, or it hasn't been patched into it yet. But yeah, I'm playing No Man's Sky again. It's uh, it's really It really hits that exploration, the excitement of seeing a planet, not knowing what's going to be on it. Going down, finding out, oh my gosh, this is a planet where everything's in black and white except red shows up for some reason. Like, like there's just weird stuff like that. Um, and it just the the exploration element of it feels really cool. Um, on the other side, it's not a super compelling or interesting story to motivate you, so it's a little bit more casual and chill. Um, so it's been like No Man's Sky and Starfield competing for my attention to scratch that sci-fi itch.
3: I understand that feeling. I'm having a similar feeling with um, Fallout. And I installed Fallout 4 for no reason. I haven't played it yet. just installed it because I'm, I don't know, it's like, ooh, this reminds me of Fallout. I should have Fallout handy. And there's no way I'm playing those two games simultaneously, but I still installed it because you just kind of want to feel that. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird what video games do to you sometimes. So I understand. It's totally fine. And hey, No Man's Sky is a badass game. Everybody, you all should play it if you don't already have it.
0: it. Really is like if you played Starfield and you were like, "Oh, I don't like the exploration." Play No Man's Sky. It's genuinely good. Like if you want an RPG, don't play No Man's Sky. Yeah, it's, it's not one.
3: Truly, really that's the other one. Yeah. You
0: know. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, but if you if you want to explore planets and see weird shit, and you know if you want to fly not by loading screen <laughs> you want to actually like land down on a planet and take off from a planet no man's sky is gonna scratch that itch if that's not what you're looking for try starfield
3: yeah like it's you'll find something in the middle somehow actually the game the game in the middle is what I would like I hate that I'm yeah. agreeing with you because I'm really enjoying starfield but I would like there's something missing on both sides. Because No Man's Sky doesn't have near enough RPG. It's too much survival. You know, there's things I love about it, but there's things I don't. And there's, you know, same issues on the other side. There's something in the middle, someone somewhere, and it's not Star Citizen. So shut up about that, everybody.
0: (laughs) Have you heard about Star Citizen?
3: Somebody somewhere is going to do it. Hey, if Star Citizen does pull it off and it becomes a game I can buy without investing $1,200 or whatever, well, then we'll talk. But right now, it ain't that. Uh, Bo, let's flip over to don't, you. Yeah, well, just don't forget about Elite Dangerous as an option. Oh, right, well. right.
1: Yeah, still a uh, thing. I, mean, I haven't been there in a little while, but I'm, I don't know, I'm a little curious to know what's going on with that game.
3: But I assume it's still got its, uh, you yeah, know,
2: people love just,
1: that. I, Sometimes Elite Dangerous has had rocky history where it's like it goes from being awesome to everyone being mad at them. Yeah. You know, the their X-Pack, the Dangerous Odyssey, is mostly negative right now. I'm just looking at it. Oh, the Dong so, Brown
3: stuff, the shooter part? Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. So, But, I mean, it's, anyways, I don't know. But that might be of its time, and maybe now it's good. It's just hard to know.
3: Yeah. Oh, real it's quick, like, quality of life thing. I totally forgot to say this earlier. I'll just say it real quick. If you're playing Starfield and you're like, man, drilling these rocks is slow like getting this 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 uh nickel out of the stone i found is slow with this with this you know drill thing it is if you're only holding down on on um uh sorry on Xbox or on controller it's right trigger you charge it up with left trigger and just hold that down and when you see those rocks or those areas that need to be mined like a single trigger and, you, and the thing pops it's almost immediate so you don't have to sit there and aim at it and wait and all that um, it goes- I
0: don't know what I need those materials for yet.
3: Crafting crap. It's for later. It's all like, bil- <laughs>
0: like it's like, look, nickel. Yeah, and I'm like, it's because uh-huh. you're gonna build.
3: You're gonna build your. You're gonna build a an outpost. You're gonna build sh- new ships, your own ships. Like all that. All that stuff goes to that eventually. But it's way. The game is not good at early in the game of even telling you why you care about those minerals. It's sort of like you just kind of want to bank a bunch of it if you can. Um, and, and even not if you don't want, cause there's tons of the stuff you can go to any planet and get it. So it's not like it's hard to get, but, um, but yeah, it's meant, it's meant for more advanced stages of the game. So just know that though, you can save yourself some time and use that left trigger or in the case of mouse, I think it's just left mouse and just hold that down. It's like spinning up a a Gatling gun kind of, and you'll see the little mm. reticule and then and you just hit those rocks and they explode and you take the stuff and it doesn't take any time at all. Uh, all right, Bo, let's talk about. Marvel Snap on PC.
1: Yeah. You're playing. So Woo! I still, you know, I play Snap on the phone every now and then. There's not much really to talk about week in, week out in that game. So I don't really bring it up. But, you know, I like to snap off a few matches.
2: Yeah. Oh, I, see what <laughs> uh, I like that. And, you know, I do
1: uh-huh. end up picking the battle pass up and usually get in the car this month. It's Loki. It's exciting. Build some decks with it. Um, but they, the big news we saw at a Gamescom was that they launched the PC client finally. And I want to say the PC client's decent. Mm. I think it's, uh, doesn't have quite the fidelity of the Hearthstone client, but it's a lot better. Uh, certainly the collection manager is really good finally. So building decks and stuff online just to take them onto your mobile phone is pretty awesome. And, uh, yeah, overall it's a big win. So it finally has a competent, good, actual, uh, pc client and i wanted to just give them praise for you know
3: putting that out because it's it's good i'll admit it makes me kind of want to play that again knowing i can play it there Hmm. so i'm kind of interested um yeah maybe just log in play a couple matches
1: whatever it's free to play it's pretty again um you know it's pretty easy it's pretty generous with the amount of cards it'll give you eventually there is a ding desert but it's not for the amount of time you play it, like, I don't want to play this game for eight hours. I'm, like, 30 minutes. So for the amount of time I play, I always feel like I'm getting stuff, whether it's a cosmetic card or a new card. Like, they do give you—there's new ways now to, to earn cards in the later games. They're constantly adding cards in. So pretty much every month, there'll be four to five new cards rather than, rather than doing a collection where you, it's, like, here's 130 new cards. Now spend $500 getting them all. They just had a couple of cards a month, and you're on a collection tracker. So there's always some cards you don't have, but you'll eventually get them. Yeah. And then the option to speed that up is where the money comes in, as well as the cosmetics. I've never really felt I had to spend anything other than the season pass. I just get the card right away if it looks fun. Right. But um, anyways, the PC client's good. That's what
3: I want to say. Word, word, word on the street was this game was making $100 million a year. And that yeah, compares I, to I the bet. current Hearthstone in, uh, is only eighteen million a year, which is yeah. Well, snap. It, I mean,
1: MC, Marvel's big, Marvel's yeah. huge property, and this this game fits. It's very casual. It's not, you know. I think even for me, who I, I, I would say like, I don't love the game. I like. I think Hearthstone maybe or Magic's kind of the better game, but, but they don't offer a five minute like toilet thing. Like even <laughs> logging into Magic Arena, it's like I'm just gonna be thirty minutes. Yeah. It's like they, they've they they've sliced out a unique space at toilet time or waiting for taxi time or um I have a fifteen minute break at work time. I can play three matches in fifteen you know like they've carved out a, an actual compelling tactics game that fits where other games still take 20, 30 minutes, and I want them those games to be long, it's just you know good intentions doesn't make me play it. So I think a lot of people end up sticking
3: with it. Yeah, a little three minute Including four me. minute games so, is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the reviews are real good on Steam. So go check that out, everybody.
1: Yep, Snap's, Snaps a solid game. Like uh, it's good, um, and like some of the new cards have been pretty. The card, the new cards they released are also exciting. Like they're doing a good job of releasing exciting stuff mm. the thing is more of a tv recommendation but it is a game show so i feel like it suits our, our game theme on the podcast but i was stoked for this All right. um have you do, you do you guys remember a weird show in the 90s called um what is it multi-extreme championship challenge or something like that is that an anime thing it's, or what is it no it's a real life it was like a japanese uh, it was dubbed over by like guys who do like riff tracks and stuff like that but um mxc is what it was called
3: oh is this like where people had to fit in the shape of a of an opening in a hole or they had to uh, that yeah so it's
1: it's these weird like um mario like levels like it would you know it's almost like they have to do these weird challenges Mm -hmm. um but they would the american version of the tv shows they just overdubbed them saying whatever nonsense because nobody really watched international tv as much (laughs) yeah um but, uh, but basically what, what Amazon's released, uh, the actual, like, it's just Japanese and it's got subtitles, the actual show, which is about like an army of contestants go against these evil Lords and they put them through all these wacky like things. Like I'll just, here's a 25 most painful eliminations on MXC. I'll just send you the link to the, to like what you're dealing with.
3: I'm looking, they have archive.org's got all the old episodes from the 80s and early 90s. Yeah, so they,
1: <laughs> they originally, like, so the Americanized versions just like overdubbed them and they were nothing like what the actual narrative was. So you actually have to watch the real TV show on Amazon Prime. And those shows were recorded in the 80s, actually. Yeah. So now they're, they brought it back after 40 years later. All the old hosts are like way older now. Oh, yeah, the mushroom one. They had the mushroom one before. But like what this is like the wipeouts are insane like they, they it's they're super awesome and anyways i just wanted to let everyone know because i didn't know that this was out and i watched it last night i was like oh my god this is so exciting i was so excited i love uh, mxc but i even love that i'm actually just watching the japanese broadcast so it's called takashi's castle yeah on amazon prime and it's it's cool they have a new game called the super arms and it just bowls people over, and, like, the contestants get in it and wear weird costumes and stuff, too. Yeah. And, like, there's these weird clubs. Like, they have these um horizontal bar, middle-aged man horizontal bar club. And what it is is middle-aged men who um are good at holding themselves up with their arm strength horizontally on a bar and flipping on a horizontal bar, like, at a playground. Wow. And there's five of them, and that's their club, and now they're contest. It's just, like, weird shit like that. It's, like it's super it's super good and you know how um how towns in japan have um mascots mm, yeah so there's a mascot Chiton that's in there who's just dressed in yeah. a giant mascot costume it's amazing this, mm. is, this shows good i just wanted to i didn't hear about it and i wanted to do people who would be happy to know
3: that oh, i love crap like favorite. this i'm gonna watch this it sounds great yeah.
1: wish uh wish list it or favorite it if we queue it up in takashi's castle and Amazon Prime and
2: enjoy. Yep.
3: Looks like it's That's on uh, T. But I watched the first. It's like Take She, apostrophe S, everybody who's trying to spell it. T A K E S H I. Yeah. Yeah. It's Takashi. It looks great. And
1: Takashi's the big boss. Uh, he's an AI, but they also make fun of AI because they're like, this AI sucks. They're constantly <laughs> trashing Takashi's AI. Yeah. But he is in the final episode. So they're just teasing him as an AI.
3: Wow. Um, okay. Well, I love
1: it.
0: I'm going to watch this show. Yeah. Yes. Do. I'm in on I'm, this.
3: All in. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, a uh, couple of quick things. We'll do some Dear Martha, some other stories, get an email or so, and uh, we'll round things out. So everybody go pee, poo, or whatever it is you do, and Peep we'll be poo. back shortly. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
2: Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook?
1: (laughs) Yep, it's got a
3: high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard, and I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh?
1: Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook.
3: Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. And we've returned. Thanks for waiting, everybody. Uh, We now have a uh, Dear Martha to do. And I I really like what John has written here, so I'll let him explain how today's Dear Martha works.
0: Yeah, so today we are once again uh, going to the realm of game shows. uh, Today, in honor of all the Starfield talk. Uh, we are going to be doing which Bethesda game was it uh, <laughs> as the as the dear Martha. And so the way it's going to work is I have several reviews here, uh, quite a few actually, um, but they'll go pretty quick. Um, I'm going to read the review and you need to tell me if it is from Starfield, mm. Fallout 76, okay. Skyrim, oh. Fallout 4, or Fallout Shelter.
3: Oh, okay. Um, okay. So no New Vegas, games, no three, no no.
0: Yeah, no. it's not all Bethesda games. It's going to be from one of those, and uh, you know it may be multiple from one source. It may be not from that source at all. So all right. I, I wanted to trick you a little bit. So um, you know those are those are your choices. So uh, we'll start with a pretty easy one, I think. Um, if you'll cue up the music here. Here we go. My dearest Martha, honestly, it's not terrible anymore. Yours in this life and the next, <laughs> Rustable Flame.
3: <laughs> All right, that sounds like Fallout so, 76 to me.
0: So you just got to tell me if you think it's uh, Starfield, Fallout 76, Skyrim, Fallout 4, or Fallout Shelter. You're saying Fallout 76.
3: It sounds like 76. Is that game's famous for it's not bad anymore?
0: Uh, Bo, right. do you have a vote? <laughs> oh. he's, try, he's trying to get through a pizza um, this Yeah. This is the game show segment, Bo. Talking during the game show segment. <laughs> All right. Yeah, sorry. That's fine. Um, Fallout, um, Fallout 4. That's fine. Fallout 4. You're going to go 4. Okay. Uh, we have a correct answer. It is Fallout 76.
3: Yeah. Look at it. Brain on no. Brad. Oh, whoops. That's not a thing. No, that's not <laughs> it. I was trying to find something that was like a happy. Uh, here we go. There. I
0: won. I won that one. All right. We got one point for Scott. No points for both, still plenty of time to turn this around, though. Okay. Here's your next review. Uh here we go. Okay. My dearest Martha. Still better than Fallout 76. <laughs> um 4. That's
3: gotta be Fallout 4. Yeah, oh. Fallout 4, sure. Bo agrees. Fallout
0: another Fallout 4. No points this round. That was a review for Fallout Shelter.
3: Oh, come on. (coughs) That guy's being hyperbolic. mobile game. What a Uh, poo-poo.
0: Still 1-0 on the board in favor of Scott. All right. Next review. Yeah. My dearest Martha, it's a good game. Try it. See for yourself. Be warned, though. Once you start modding, you can never stop.
3: Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah. I mean, it's true of so I mean, much. That's of been them. my experience of it, at least. Anyway. No, you're you're <laughs> right. There's so many. The, it fits that more than any of them. I I think I agree. I'll say I'll say Skyrim.
0: Hey, two Skyrims. That is a point each. That is a Skyrim review. That's not Sweet. fair. I gave Scott a point. <laughs> yeah, you can't talk him into it. You got to try and talk him no, out no. of it if you're real sure. <laughs> I should uh, I so, get both those points 2-1 uh, two, two, yeah. going to the next review right. my dearest Martha I really regret buying this game if you care about depth originality, story overall soul stay far away from this game big fan of the franchise overall, this just isn't it
3: franchise so that's not Starfield, because there's no franchise yet. It is the well, franchise. Keep
0: Fallout in mind 4. this is written by people. Yeah. Fallout
3: four. Fallout four, you say? Um 76, I'll say. All
0: right. Back to the beginning. We have another point. Scott. Ah. It's Fallout this is a 76. Fallout
1: 76 review. Woo! Well, it's easy if you, if the answers are always Fallout 76. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's the problem with this contest. Oh, wait, I have a sound for Bo, too. There you go. There's still a chance, though, right? We still have a chance, or is there a chance? Was that it?
0: Uh, I think if Bo gets the next two, he can tie. Okay, all right. Well, same for a tie. Uh, all right, next review. Yeah. My dearest Martha, i like some RPG in my RPG. More than yes, no, be a jerk, and ask one question, the story is so mid... Feeling pretty linear. Three of four factions have almost the same ending. I miss New Vegas and Fallout 3. <laughs> well, that's... Uh, no.
2: What
3: is Fallout 4? Yeah, this sounds like Fallout 4 to me.
1: No, you, don't, you can't steal my answers. Please. I'm not
3: stealing it. I just don't think it's anything else. <laughs> it's gotta hey, be both, 4. I can't you I have to You both to be going honest. with
0: Fallout 4? Yeah. You're both correct. It's Fallout Four. <laughs> Damn
3: it! I should get that point too. So you're not gonna you're not gonna tie now, but you could you could make this valiant like underdog effort at the end that'll make everyone like you more. Like kind of the wrestling, the frog wrestling thing. Nobody likes my character because I'm winning all the time. You could still be this. You know, the, you're going to be the character everybody else. Rocky at the end of Rocky One, right? He gets beat by uh, Apollo Creed. It didn't matter. Uh-huh. Rocky's still the hero. Adrian and all that. So that's without, how I feel about this. Without okay. The
0: effort, yeah, yeah. Uh, all, right. all right, last review, my dearest Martha. This game is great overall, but it needs some deep optimization passes from Bethesda. They also need to touch up the UI a lot. It's extremely ugly and unintuitive. Oh shit! That
3: kind of works across the board. I'm going to say Starfield though, because it's it's the everyone thinks it's fun to shit on that at the moment so i'm gonna say that i'm gonna steal scott's answer yeah we both i mean i will it. say this is like, a recommended
0: review you say shit on it but this is a recommend the product review it's a
3: positive okay well i still think it's that star okay.
0: both going starfield yep yep that's a point for each of you it's a Woo! starfield review See, i stole I my point back thanks scott
3: <laughs> uh overall i feel pretty good about that that was fun um uh, well, I think we did better than I expected, because I, I, I was, you know, everybody's got issues with all Bethesda games, and these issues usually permeate each game, so I thought it was going to be way harder, but I think we did good.
0: I think you did good. You yeah. did great. You got a lot more points than I expected you to get. So Congratulations, that's everyone. That's either my failing as a uh, question picker, or uh, <laughs> you guys are really showing your stuff.
3: That's right. Well, now let's show some other stuff, some extra news. <laughs> You guys ready for this? We're gonna start doing I'm gonna put that guy in more things. I love it so much since you brought it up last week. Uh Final Fantasy sixteen is getting two paid DLCs and also the PC port is confirmed to be worked on right now. They're working on it. And a free update hit last week. What was that update about though? Is that just patches? Was that So something-
0: the the update's kind of basic, like uh um, yeah, that was weird. Did, did everybody hear that echo? No, I
3: heard that. I didn't hear anything.
0: Okay, yeah, that weirded me out real bad. I, didn't I hear tried anything. to ignore it, but then both said no, and I was you like, know. okay, yeah, all right. Weird. Well, people at home probably didn't hear it, but that was that was rough. That was too much me in my own ear. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the the free update was pretty small. Basically, what it was, it, it added new uh, outfit options for um, for Clive, uh, for the dog, for Jill. And, uh, it also did add one feature. So one of my major criticisms with the game is that crafting new weapons is extremely uninteresting in the game. The weapons are basically just make the number go up. Yeah. Uh, and so you finish a boss, you get this really cool looking weapon and it only hangs out for a mission or two before you replace it. So they added kind of a, uh, I guess you'd call it a transmog system with your sword. You can make, make your sword look like any weapon in your inventory, So if there's a sword that you particularly liked, uh, you can continue to have that cosmetically be the sword you use while still getting the stat increases. So just a little quality of life thing. Uh, The bigger news for sure is that there's going to be two paid DLCs, but we don't know what those will be. And I think the bigger news for a lot of people that the PC port is officially underway. Yeah. So you will be able to play... Final Fantasy 16 on the PC. Yeah. Sweet.
3: And, Bo, you, you, at some point you'll be doing that, right? I think so. It looked really cool. The
1: mm-hmm. only reason I didn't, I was really tempted. I just didn't, I, it's not worth buying a PlayStation
3: 4. Five. I might even do the same with Final Fantasy 7. Oh, PlayStation 4 as, as in F-O-R. Or F-O-R. Five-four. F-O-U-R. Five-four. Yeah. Five-four. <laughs> Five, <four. laughs> Five, and somehow still better than the way Microsoft numbers its consoles. So there you have it. Uh, well done. Uh, Bethesda said they are not done with Redfall. You guys remember that? It was a, a, the worst game of the year. <laughs>
0: yeah, remember seven years ago when Redfall came out? It
3: sure feels like it. Uh, the, case, the case could be made that Redfall not only was a poopy release, but also in one of the greatest years of video games, it is the poopiest release. Um, but they claim they are going to keep at it and make that game really good. Uh, comparisons to things like Fallout 76, which genuinely people really like now. Um, mm. they, they may get there. I don't know how they get there, but maybe they can. I don't know.
0: You know, I don't expect. know how they get there with this game either. I mean, I wanted to play it. There's a reason I tried it. I didn't try it to shit on it. I tried it cause I hoped it would be good. So if they can make it good, that would be awesome. Yeah. But man, you gotta do a lot of work to this game. Yeah. That's, a, that's a lot of work. Yeah. I, it needs to be. I, I'm sorry to tell you this, uh, Bethesda or Arcane, right, is the ones who made it. Yeah. You need to Final Fantasy 14 Redfall. It's time to say that a moon that held a dragon landed and the dragon burned all of Redfall to the ground <laughs> and then they rebuilt it. This uh, needs to be, this isn't a case of like, well, the shooting's better now. Like this needs to be almost an entirely different game. Well, there's only one
1: Yoshi game. P, and he's busy. I don't think yeah. it's gonna happen.
0: <laughs> he's busy. He's making a PC port of Final. They, Fantasy.
1: they say it. They say it as if like it's the norm for games to be saved. There are two games that were saved: No Man's Sky and Final Fantasy 14. That's yeah. it. I'd, so, I'd argue. I, d- I doubt. I I'd I'd, d- I'd argue
3: that seventy six is saved. It's it's a good game now. No one gives it the t- if people who made as an decided,
1: honorable mention. I can't personally attest to that one, but um, we'll I'll I'll include it. That's it's still my point. Is the ratio? It's rare. It's very very it's low.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's very very rare. No question yeah. about it. Uh, yeah. it's funny
1: at the maybe you'd even include Diablo three in there because Reaper.
2: That's really true. Diablo
1: people's three tone yeah. on Diablo as well as a fourth. But I'd still, call that saved. Yeah, I mean it yeah, was already. Uh, but fundamentally, the number okay. of uh, uh, loot, like um, what what what's a good way to put this? Like shaved to saved, or you know. <laughs>
0: to the same, Shave the
1: crapped same. good. I'm That's, just trying to find a clever that way. Sounds of, like, like
0: <laughs> a real weird religious movement, <laughs> you know. But whatever, it went
1: from you know bad to good in, Shave at, to because save. of additional work. <laughs> right, it's like one hand you can count them on one hand. So, I think I think Redfall just needs to stop bragging about that they're going to do it and just do it.
3: Yeah, don't tell us about it. Come surprise us all. The sound,
1: this we're just they're just trying to make Phil happy Phil you know, they, remember when anthem was gonna be saved
3: oh my lord yeah yeah
1: that's a good example of a not save game
3: I don't know that anthem has still yet been topped though in terms of just raw disappointment like yeah, I,
1: it it I, had a cool i thought anthem was cool Anthem you know, could like have been so, amazing. It
3: could have been the greatest next thing. It's just how do you do that with the Bioware name and all that goes into that? Like, I still, still to this day like that make. I think that makes this game look like a winner in a weird way. Like, even though it was probably I had redeeming
1: qualities. Like, I even played. Yeah, it I
0: liked it was playing fun. parts of Anthem. I didn't like any part of Redfall.
3: Well, That's a good point. I liked vampires until they started being weird and broken. But I liked their look. I liked the concept of Redfall a lot. Redfall is
1: we'll maybe maybe,
3: but Redfall's okay. a head scratcher, dude. What a weird, what a weird deal. Arcane, what happened? Uh, there'll be a book one day. All right, moving on. Um, I'll rip through some of these. Crossplay coming to Baldur's Gate three at some point. Uh, PS five versions out in the wild. People are really liking it and saying good things. Uh, probably after the Xbox version hits, so watch for uh, some cross platform play coming out of Baldur's Gate three. Uh, YouTube's testing out playable games. This is uh, a weird thing. We we just we went into a bunch of this on DTNS this week while Tom is in Korea. Um, and uh, basically, we don't have a ton of details. Bas- so the current theory is these are going to be games that will show up like on your for you YouTube stuff. So you'll be able to just play games right out of the app and play games right off the web page. And the theory is they might even be big AAA licensed titles using Stadia. Technology on the back end, which they wouldn't throw away. I mean, that stuff, you know, they are. They still use that for other things anyway. So their cloud gaming infrastructure will likely come into play here. But we don't know. These also could just be freaking Candy Crush-like bullshit. We don't know yet. They just haven't said but, n- enough about it. Or just
1: like YouTube, because YouTube has YouTube movies and you can actually buy and rent mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. But it's so hidden. I think the problem with all these streaming-ish services is like you only see like... 1% of the content on the homepage and stuff like right. the, Takashi's Castle is a good example. Nowhere on my homepage. I I somehow dug around and found it somewhere, like, you know, not intentionally. I stumbled on it. Yeah. And I think YouTube Movies has the same feel. Like, I'm like, oh, I can watch. Oh, here's this movie available for rent. Then mm-hmm. I go check out the streaming services and I'm like, why would I pay? Yeah. Um. So I don't know. YouTube Movies seems like the seventh tier of streaming hell it's like the the seventh place you'll stack for some to watch like that so i don't know how games are gonna fare
3: yeah on youtube i think they've well. got a discoverability problem but i also think that I, well i know that they're they're starting out really small with this this is not a big rollout it's like a little experiment only some people are gonna get it at first they're gonna play around yeah. with it they're doing it like netflix is with their mobile game stuff they just aren't it's not a priority that may piss off Stadia people some because they're already mad about Stadia going away. But I don't know. We'll see. What well,
1: know. Google's known for experimenting and cutting anything that doesn't meet some crazy ass level of engagement or popularity. So, yeah. Because they remember YouTube was supposed to be the gaming de- gaming streaming destination for a little while, and they,
3: you know, They just didn't didn't do a great
1: job of it, and they pulled a plug on that. Same with Stadia. Why not playable games? Like they just seem to do that with a lot of things. Yeah,
3: the the revenue—it's it's it's Square Enix times a thousand uh, with expectations. I think they just won't keep stuff around if it's not performing at whatever astronomical level they need it to be. Uh, Mortal Kombat One has a new mode in it that is basically Mario Party with fatalities. I am all in on this weird idea. This
0: is a cool idea. Yeah. I for the longest time I thought that this should be a Smash a Smash Brothers feature. Uh-huh. Um because like Nintendo, Mario Party, Nintendo, Smash Brothers. It just makes sense that like the, my biggest issue with uh, Mario Party is that most of the time I didn't much care for the mini games. I thought the mini games were kind of bad. Yeah. But what if the mini game was play Super Smash Brothers? Like, that could be really cool. <laughs> so, seeing Mortal Kombat do this is a really neat idea. I'm yeah. kind of excited about
3: it. I this. am too. Give me a board game with Mortal Kombat MK characters, and then they fight it out on the spaces where fights are required. That's your, like you said, that's your mini game.
0: It's, I wonder
1: if they have other mini-games, like, um, not fighting, but, like, milking cows or something. Like, because, like, you know, Mario Party. Yeah,
0: test your might. Milk the cow.
1: Like, you yeah. can squeeze the udders the hardest might. and get the most milk. Like, that's... I'm in. You know, like, weird Mar- Mario, like, Mortal. what a Mortal Kombat Party. is like, maybe there's a factory line where you have to rip out spinal cords off yeah. of... People People and whoever get the spinal cords out.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Although Goro Goro wins because he can pull more spines out at once. You know
1: that's um, what do they call that? Uh, Asynchronous design, or you know, we're (laughs) right. You know, yeah. Goro has advantages in some places, but disadvantages in
3: others. That's right. I am in Shiva out there yanking everybody's teat. Um, what else here? Room. Oh, there is some rumors flying, flown around about Nintendo VR starting to circulate. There was this drunk Nintendo employee is the story at a, at gamescom the one that just ended in cologne germany and there were some overtalkings about they're working hard on some internal deal whether it coincides with a switch 2 or I, who knows uh Bo is our a resident vr lover I mean, maybe it,
1: you pop the switch 2 into a vr headset so it serves as the screen as well as like keeping what it's a switch so it switches from tv to handheld to vr headset oh shit that sounds um, like maybe something I don't do. know, but the one thing I this news, I mean, I'm the VR, I'm the number one VR enthusiast on the panel. Yeah, here, but um, that's the truth. One thing I will say about, you know, place PS two VR or PS five VR, whatever they call it, PS VR two. So, yeah, I you know overall hearing good things about that product. I don't think it's selling a ton, but I think it's was is a good product. But you don't what I see a lot with the games is they have a few exclusives, but they're mostly stuff I can get on my MetaQuest or Steam VR. They're, there's nothing really unique that I need that for. Nintendo's a bit of a different beast, and I because so Nintendo, the one thing you can say is they they their products they put out are tested in quality, even if they're not like I'm not into them or whatever you might say as a criticism. Um, they release quality products. They also release stylized products that don't use high-end graphics. So you know how, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's me uh, with the VR headset. <laughs> There's the delay, and you know I see yeah, myself. I see it. Like, like, I look at it this way. Like, and like the the big first step into 3D console games was Mario 64. Mm-hmm. I did not give a crap about 3D games and thought they looked like ass you know, when they tried them on SNES and stuff like that, until N64 comes out, Mario 64 comes out, and holy shit, Nintendo did it. They made an actual fun 3D Mario game. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. So we still, like, Half-Life Alex is awesome, whatever. We still don't have that killer app, that game that everyone has to play. I would put money if any de- game developer was to make VR the hotness it would be doing Mario VR Mm. 1000%. And because of the high fidelity requirements, they would make a like a, not a low poly, but a low demand game. That was really fun. Mm -hmm. Like I could see them actually making out of all the companies making VR popular. Cause, um, meta, as much as I like meta quest, like they're really fumbling the balls, the balls,
3: <laughs> yeah, fumbling plural. the balls. Yep, they're fumbling, fumbling the balls, balls. Yep. in fumbling
1: many balls. ways on their the stuff they they're doing with their game, like their their online space. It's yeah. like I was in there this week, and I'm just like, there's no TV content like at all. But they have a TV app, and it sucks. Like, why you yeah. know? And the games that they're choosing to back are like weird games. Like, no, none of the games in there seem poised to get like everyone on board and excited and hyped about, even if they're cool in their own right and whatever, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, like the big games come, there's cool stuff in there. Like Bulletstorm VR is coming. That's going to be cool. Um, there's a Vampire the Masquerade game coming that kind of looks sweet. Oh, Assassin's yeah. Creed looks like it's going to be dope too. Mm-hmm. But the, that the Nintendo is a the franchise. Nintendo's franchises are what they are for a reason. And MetaQuest doesn't have that and i could see them making i hope it's true how would you, you feel know? about
3: a metroid attempt in vr
1: yeah what i i would play mario in vr like i would play and like understanding that nintendo releases like solid quality fun products yeah i would buy a nintendo vr headset absolutely cuz they i think I think they're at least the ones that really drill down to find the fun in a game. Even if I'm like I'm an adult and I want to rip spinal cords out of people, so I don't play Nintendo games. Um, it would be exciting to see what they do in that space because there's yeah. still so much room to grow and to popularize.
3: Popularize. You have to so, lean into the stuff that already makes them puts them in that rarefied space they're already. The in. big
1: thing for me is Mario sixty four. Yeah. Like Mario sixty four was like it it's was the groundbreaking. Fun- yeah we were like, No, no, we're gonna play three d games like I can play a three d game and love it mario sixty four was
3: incredible no, it was like the and, you saw the future happen in real time in that game. you were like, what yeah that was
1: that was the one where I felt the way I felt about three d games actually maybe being fun on a console, yeah um changed you know, even though we yes we had doom and stuff like sixty four was a milestone for sure mario oh, yeah.
3: sixty four I love mario sixty
1: four um they, uh, I, they have it in them maybe there's a great uh Metroid game, Zelda game, Kirby game. Imagine sucking in VR.
3: <laughs> yeah, sucking in VR, baby. I think that probably think exists, but not in the... VR. That's not yeah. all, I, all I imagine. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. Uh... Mario Kart VR, that would be tremendous. It would be. Imagine that. And there
1: are some like adjacent
3: <laughs> VR experiences,
1: <Sorry>. but no, <laughs> that Mario Kart VR would be amazing. That wasn't Anyways. supposed
3: to play. That wasn't me cutting you off, I promise. I hit a button wrong uh i agree and we'll keep our eye on it of course and talk about it as we hear more now this that's a good question let's do an email from phil who wrote in says uh hey core crew uh he sent this by the way to talk to the court gmail.com two weeks ago you guys chatted about the playstation portal and wondered who this device is for well the device is perfect for someone like me i'm primarily a console slash playstation gamer i'm too dumb and poor to play pc games on or games on pc um you're not too dumb you just i would yeah you're not dumb i mean maybe if you don't have a lot of disposable income you know sure it's expensive to do that but anyway the only game i play on Um, pc is wow which basically runs on a potato so as for the portal it gives me access to my full library on a handheld i don't travel much so i would basically always be on wi-fi at home another huge factor is access to the tv uh sorry access to the tv the ps is hooked up to like now i get it i'm a father of two small kids which means like tv is usually on paw patrol or some other bad kid show it's funny john you were just talking about that
0: paw patrol isn't that bad paw no, patrol's
3: okay it's all right uh, i
0: get a little sick of humdinger he's a bit much
3: it's but, no it's no, no, no bluey no, it's but it's fine it's okay nothing's bluey though bluey bluey stands on its own Anyway, it always makes me or says it, it allows me to access my games without having to be on the main TV, whether that's because someone else is using it or I want to play games before bed. It might not be for everyone, but I fall into that niche group that thinks it's going to change the game for how I engage with my console. And the $200 price point is really not that bad. Love the show, dudes. Phil. I mean, with my makeshift bullshit I did in the bedroom yesterday.
2: Uh,
0: (laughs) turns out we found the audience too it's scott it's me yeah
3: it's a me i say Uh, but here's the here's the thing though part of the reason that i didn't just do what i was going to do last night with a steam deck is and i love my steam deck is that i want to play on a bigger screen games like that um and i don't think starfield was going to look as good or or is going to be as good of an experience for me on a smaller screen that screen for the playstation portal isn't that much bigger it's eight, what, eight inches or 8.4 or whatever it is. It's big, but it's not huge. So I don't know. Mileage may vary, but I think Phil, you know, I think Phil's right. There is a a there is a, there is an audience for this device. Whether it's enough for Sony or not, I don't know. But Phil is definitely your guy, Sony, so get in there. Now my favorite email of the week, all right? Josh wrote this, and Phil, this is no smear in your direction. You did great. But this email, man. Here it is. I love the recent core. I have been lukewarm on Starfield the entire marketing cycle. Uh, Just not a fan of Wild West Space. But then I heard John rant on and on about how annoyed he was with the Bethesda-ness of the game. And I was convinced it was a game for me. (laughs) Everything he was annoyed about made me more and more excited to play. Now I'm hooked and I love it. Is this good salesmanship? Should Bethesda hire John to market the game, Josh? Well, yes, I yes. <laughs> I mean, this
0: is this is. I, I like this email too because, like, this is the point of the discussion. Like, yeah. every now and then we run into people, and uh, I'm sure the person's going to feel called out because I did see it in Discord. We I run into people that are like, "Oh no, they just talked about why this game was good or bad." Yeah. Because guess what? People can take that information and use it to determine whether or not the game's for them. In fact, sometimes hearing somebody say, I don't think this is good because blank right. is a good reason to say like, oh, but that sounds good to me. Like, and I, I think that's why for me, if I'm interested in a video game, I get more from watching people stream it. From people uh, that I engage with regularly, talk about it, then I do a written review because it doesn't matter what game reviewers are doing. If you don't know their taste, like you have to do a lot of hoops to jump through to understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Like so many people got up in arms over that seven out of 10 Starfield review, and they're really just focused on the number without the actual content of the review. And then on top of that, they're not even taking into account the reviewer. And part of the benefit of doing a show where we talk about video games so much is if Scott reviews a Final Fantasy game, you all know whether or not that's going to apply to you or not. Like It doesn't matter if Scott is objectively right or wrong. It's not important. You know how he feels about it as a genre and a a series. You can make an informed decision regardless of whether he says it's good or not. So I'm more than happy to convince people to play Starfield by saying what I don't like about it. Like, that's good. That's using this podcast for what it should be used for.
3: Yeah, I agree. An array of concepts, ideas and thoughts and disagreements often will lead you to better decisions when you buy your stuff. I think Josh but yes, Bethesda
0: that. should hire me. I could really change some <laughs> things there.
3: Do John wants a remote job. Uh he wants the big I'll money. go
0: there. I'll go I'll go to Bethesda. We'll move.
3: Where are they now? They're in um
0: They're in they, Maryland, right? Well Bethesda, not, Maryland I is they were a in city. Bethesda. But
3: Aren't they in the city of Bethesda? I don't think so. Are they hold on? Bethesda Studios. Where are location. they? Location.
0: Where where they be?
3: I think they may have started that way, but um, here we go, uh, Zenimax Rock. Oh, Rockville, Maryland. Yeah, Maryland.
0: Ah, look at that. I'll look at move. That. I'll Good move if they're gonna. I'll be like, guys. Hey, I'm gonna show you a revolutionary website. It's called Nexus Mods. Yeah. It's what people <laughs> use to make your games <laughs> playable. And uh, before we start development on the Elder Scrolls Six, we're gonna take a look at the top mods for for Morrowind, for Oblivion, for Skyrim, and see what was important to people. And we're going to try and implement that in the new video game. Wow. So that not because we want to put these modders out of a job, but because really we should be learning from our video games. So we're going to take a look at what was popular. We're going to put it in the game. And uh, then, it, you know what? If people don't like it, they can mod it out. Dude,
3: this is like, your first day here at Bethesda and you've already first changed. First day. Holy shit. First
0: day. Wow. Idea one. And it's a goddamn banger.
3: Unbelievable. <laughs> That's Crazy. I want to work for Larian and tell him to make a sci-fi game next with with 5e rules, but do a whole big sci-fi game. Or or even your freaking Original Sin 2 rules. I don't care.
0: I mean, they might. That interview with the guy, he was like, I really like sci-fi. Like, he specifically called it out.
3: I would love it. Do you know how excited... Oh, I would... I mean, I'd... like. When I you give me the th- choice, I kind of lean sci-fi. And if they could, if Larian could do sci-fi treatment on a game like they did with Ballers Gate, holy freaking shit, It'd be amazing! They should do a There Will Be Dungeons video game. They kind of have in a couple of ways. Being hiring and calling, <laughs> it, like, let's go, bastards!
1: I have a studio in Canada, I'm I'm near. Yeah,
3: Nicole Bo's King. around, but Canada's got all kinds of cool shit. You can go work out. Let's do that. Or not because well, Larian's here. I'm just saying, Larian's. Oh, yeah, Larian's there. I didn't know that. I thought they're. Yeah, up they,
0: in, have a, they have a. That was another cool part of the interview. Is they said one of the secrets of Larian is with where all their studios are. They're open 24 hours a day
3: because <laughs> of where they're located on the time on zones. the. Oh, that's yeah, great. Of
0: the time zones. That's great. <laughs> they just
3: pass off the de- pump baton every day to the other guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. Taking it's like what's it, what's it like? It's like something. Oh, another tip. Speaking of uh, night, uh, nighttime, and going and sleeping in Starfield, don't don't take for granted that you've got a bed on your ship and also beds in the places you go. Sleep on them. They not only heal you up and get rid of all your extra shit you might have from being out in the cold or whatever. Uh, those those you know things you have to cure. Uh, it gives you twenty four minutes of an XP buff and a pretty big one. So if you're trying to XP boost yourself, sleep in those beds, even for an hour. Sleep for an hour, 24-minute buff. It's amazing. Anyway.
0: Beds, still a threat.
3: Still a threat. Beds, everyone. Although I guess you can build your bed in a way that your bed gets killed by a door because you added a big compartment thing to your ship, like a let's say a medical wing. And if you put it in the wrong place in your bed, it was there. And now there's a big door there and there's no, there's no bed on your ship. And that kind of sucks. Who's going to sleep? And I think you can romance people because I've been flirting with this uh, main lady. You romance beds? No, the <laughs> the, la- the lady <laughs> in there, she lets me flirt with her, but she treats me like Shadowheart. She's never interested. So I don't know how that's oh. going to go. Anyway, uh, thanks for those emails. And uh, anytime you guys want to do those, talk to the core gmail.com is the place to send them, or you can send us texts or voicemails to 801. 801- four seven one zero four six two. Yes, that's the fabled ten hams number. eight oh one four seven one zero four six two is the proper number. I'd like to thank some brand new patrons this week who've joined us. Widge hammer sorry Widge Yeah Widge the Hammer. Widge the hammer
0: Widget hammer <laughs> Shit
3: This is like <laughs> pe- this is like Pen where it <laughs> looks like penis land. Anyway uh, Christopher Risso Chris Donneville, Will Matheson, uh, Sean Herman, and Nick Pitchford. You guys are all brand new folks, and we love you for being here. There are no commercials on the feed you get with the Patreon. You get art in the mail. You get monthly host episodes. Bo's in charge this month. It may be just Bo, or it may be him and John doing their spoiler thing. I don't know. We'll see. But only patrons get it. So if you sign up today, you'll be one of those people. Huge thanks for your support. It matters a lot to us. Patreon.com slash core show. Let's keep this train rolling frogpants.com slash core for everything else. It's time to throw it to old grandma, not old grandma, fast grandma. She's old by default, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, grandma, tell us what happened today so that people know what we played in case they didn't write it down or pay attention.
0: Well, there's a decent chance you are so distracted by seeing me and amazing wrestling matches you forgot what games got talked about on the show. Yeah. Let me tell you, they started with Starfield. That's the one that's spaced. And then they talked about Baldur's Gate again, and if you haven't figured out that that's what they're talking about for the past, I don't know, what are we at, a month? Yeah. Then just think, what is the long section of the show about a game that seems to continue to befuddle you? It's Baldur's Gate 3.
2: Space! Yeah. (laughs)
0: Scott talked about pinball Uh in a game called Xenotilt. Uh Uh-huh. He also played Crackdown 3 for some reason. (laughs) He explained it. I still don't think I understand it. Uh, I wrestled in Frog Wrestling. It's WWE 2K23 for those of you that care. Mm -hmm. And then John also played, and I'm just going to say it as it's written, Mega Man X Dive Offline. Okay. A bunch of bullshit. (laughs) And then he also played No Man's Sky mostly cuz it would annoy Scott, mm. but he did it.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, Bo played Marvel Snap on the PC and then he talked about uh, Takeshi's Castle. Yeah. It's a TV show, it's not a game.
2: Yeah. So Park if you're history. like,
0: did they talk about <laughs> sh- they, they did they talk about <laughs> games the whole time? No, there was a show in there. That yeah. was it. It's Bo says I didn't say it right, so it's T A K E S-H-I and then like ownership S castle
3: <laughs> apostrophe S ownership S <laughs> that's a no. great way to say possession of a, apostrophe possession that's All right, let's not
1: make fun of fast grandma it's late yeah she's old too so she yeah, she's she way, way past her bed
3: yeah now. she's old uh, nice yeah. long show today though everybody we really enjoyed having you here please come listen to us on Thursdays we uh, start at 5pm and then we go for like three and a half four hours sometimes uh, we hope you enjoy it. We know many of you do because you let us know. Keep letting us know. We appreciate it. Between now and next time we talk, go play some rad games, and we'll see you next time. Get more at
2: frogpants.com.
0: You willing to give up the ship?
2: No, I'm not giving <laughs> up the ship.